Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back again. I'm Alex Chester. With me is Akiva Lineker. Uh, Akiva, this is our second try at the uh, top top 50 TV shows of all time podcast. Yeah, we started doing uh, the top 50 podcast, and you immediately started by going on a 10 minute political rant, talking about how you were crying. And I realized that had to be a totally separate episode because this needs to be evergreen, standalone, forever content. Yeah, and we don't want to offend or turn anybody off here. I mean, obviously, you're going to do it with your absurd TV show rankings, but we don't want to, you know, but if you're a Trump supporter and you're listening to this podcast, we want you to be offended not because you uh, support a terrible candidate, but because, uh, you know, you watch terrible TV shows. So, uh, you know, let's hop right into it. I, I have to be honest, Akiva, I only have four hours, so I don't know if we're going to get through I'm all of sure. our time. <laughs> yeah. People, uh, we're know, not trying to stop. You were like, hey, let's stop at 11, but I don't know if. I don't know if that's a good idea. I think people. Well, realistically, I think that we're probably not going to, be able to get into our top ten today because no, don't say all, that. We, if you don't believe it, it definitely won't happen. But I feel like yeah. If you, well, but I just need to say we need. To, first of all, our listeners have been fantastic. We've gotten over thirty people who have submitted. When we get into the top ten, we're going to discuss a lot. Um, you know, the cumulative rankings of all our listeners. And I was going to say one additional reason why I do want to delay the top ten possibly is because no spoilers. We'll get to it when we get to it. But in our cumulative fan rankings, there's been one show that's been number one from the very beginning when we had one listener submission all the way up until when we had 29. And just under the gun, our last submission by Mike Bloom, again, no spoilers, but he knocked that top show to second because he didn't have it ranked anywhere in the top 10. And so I want to say to people that if we post 50 to 11 today and then we do our own top 10 in its own special Yeah, but now you're spoiling it because you're asking people to lobby for their favorite show. Well, I'm putting it this way. If you haven't yet submitted your list to us – if you submit your top 10, we will average it into the finals uh, when we do our top 10 primetime special next week. But yeah. Okay. But I want to say first that I, we got a lot of feedback. I, you know, this is ostensibly a sports and in, and in particular an NFL podcast. But in the offseason, we've talked about a lot of stuff like TV and nonsense. And we it was by far the most feedback we've ever had for any podcast. Uh, it doesn't say a lot about our football knowledge, but also universally uh, a, a face turn for Alex Chester Everyone said, oh, Chester's list is way better than Akiva's so far. Yeah, because you have a terrible list. Like a dozen people said that, and they're all wrong. You have bored to death in your Hall of Fame. I saw every episode of that show. I couldn't remember one, you know, one scene from one episode. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say this. When we get to the top ten, and again, we'll discuss this when we get there, some of the listeners will 
prefer a couple of your choices because mine are a little bit more traditional, whereas yours hew a little more to the demographics of a number of our listeners. I hear but, you. you know. I hear you. Uh, my list is still better, even even you know taking out any anomalies like that. No, your list is terrible. Okay. Um, okay. So let's let, let let's start with number fifty on your list. Okay. So number fifty, uh, there will be a few sentimental choices in the top fifty. None uh, that far up the list. This one, it looks kind of silly here, but I really love this show. Uh, with the first few seasons when it was, I was on, although in hindsight, this should be nowhere near fifty because I didn't watch the end of the show. I didn't watch the last couple seasons, so I honestly don't know how it got to number fifty. I really regret it. Can I reply? I'm gonna, I- I'm making an executive decision oh right here. God. Yeah, I'm knocking it out of the top hundred. What oh, show was it going to okay. be? Number 50 was Dawson's Creek. Okay. See, hold on. I, I need to throw a flag on the play here. Yeah. You did the same thing with your Seinfeld rankings where you've sent me your Wait, rankings. because I need to – I'm not giving you my whole list. I, yeah, I had an original list. I moved things up and down a little bit. I'm allowed to do that. You can no, because it corrupts my cumulative rankings. In real time to the news that Dawson's Creek is number 50. You don't need yeah, but it, it 50, corrupts I'm my... not sending you the new list. I'm not, you don't need a 50-minute warning for each ranking. It corrupts my cumulative rankings, though. No, I didn't move anything in the top 10 except for one thing. No, but I have my rankings of every show. I have a top 500 ranking. Did you go through all the tabs on the spreadsheet I sent? No, because I'm not a huge – oh, my God. I don't cry about Donald Trump, and I didn't go through the tabs on your spreadsheet. No, I didn't. Because um, the show that you originally had at 50, I had a whole thing about it. One of our listeners has it rated as the number one show of all time. Okay. You um, know what? Too bad. All right. So deal with this well, on the fly. Well, I'm spoiling. You, you had justified number 50 on your well, list. Well, it's not when you ruin the whole list. You're the ruiner. Okay. So what do you have now at 50? Dawson, I had it Dawson's Creek. I'm kick, I have no idea how it got there. I, it, it, when I went through this list 10 times, I just never thought about it. I All liked right, the first season. I identified with Dawson. But I, how could I have this on the list? I didn't even watch the last couple seasons. Um, it's getting knocked out of the top 50, and I'm putting Ghost Rider in at 50. All right, yeah. So you stole Ghost Rider from me at the end of the last. No, podcast. Ghost Rider was on. Ghost Rider was originally on. Uh, what's it called? I mentioned it to you even when we were making the lists. No, never no. When I mentioned chart. it to you, you said, "Oh, I totally forgot about." You that. know I'm why? Because I said I went by channel. I went through every yeah. channel on Wikipedia, but I didn't go through PBS because I don't watch Downton Abbey. I don't. By the way, so I I never watched Dawson's Creek. But um, when we were in high school, is Pacey was that the name of the Josh Johnson? Yeah, character? Josh Joshua Jackson. Jo- yeah. So people t- told me in high school that I looked like him. Um, which he's not a very good-looking guy. Oh, so, please. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he would be offended. But, oh, God. Well, especially when he's I was like, good-looking uh, compared no, but to like, you. But, he, but he's, not, he's not like you know, like the other guy, the, the Dawson James guy. James Vanderbeek? He's no, a lot guy. of girls think that, that Joshua Jackson was better-looking than James Vanderbeek. But I think about Joshua Jackson, it was sort of like Matthew Perry on Friends. I think it was the personality more than... Mm, also, no, I didn't the, like his personality. Oh, well, I don't, I've never seen the shows. <laughs> I don't know. I was, well, the analogy I was going to draw is Vanderbeek is like Matt Damon... And Joshua Jackson's like Ben Affleck. This maybe now, you're just comparing white people to each other. It's just well, I'm just saying ben, ben Affleck. Well, because Ben Affleck is a very generic looking guy. I know he's a good looking generic looking guy. He's but a really he's a, tall Ben Affleck. But he's but he's not like whereas Matt Damon and Vanderbeek they have like the sort of the longer blonde hair. Well, so they I have don't know like did Vanderbeek age that well. I think he's just a regular looking actor now. I don't know. He was on Don't Trust the the Bitch in Apartment Twenty Three. They I didn't thought, even say the word, and you have to say the word. Well, no, because they did. Uh, so I was going to say, I've only seen – I saw the – No, the, it's Don't Trust the Bee. Well, I saw the pilot of the show when it was called Bitch, actually. Oh, and then I saw it online before it ever came to TV. And then by yeah, the time it came the, to TV – This is like the worst humble brag ever. You saw Don't Trust Trust. <laughs> it wasn't like there's some connection. Yeah. They were like trying to get viewers and they were like – Was this when you were at online. the theater with that guy in the movie and 
right. Okay, moving on. We're talking way too much about a show that's not even on your top 50. No. So Dawson's Creek, out of the top 50, executive order, ghostwriter, all the way from out of the top 100 into number 50, deservedly so. Love that ghostwriter. Yeah, and I think we spoke, we spoke a little bit about that in the last podcast, I think, when I mentioned it. If I'm not mistaken, right? You could go go back now if you've never seen it and watch Ghost Rider. On, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking. Um, one of our listeners has it at 94, and I have it as well on my list. But I think I mentioned that last week already. I have okay. it at 85. Right. So you stole it from me, and you moved it higher to your list. I'm sorry. All right. 49. Number 49. Uh, a show that started off uh, very original and great. It died to the point where, and maybe I'm biased. Can you because, say the names of the shows before you talk about them? For no, I wanted people. people to guess for a few seconds first. <sighs> It died for uh, it died for a uh, and it's also great because you don't know what show I'm talking about now because I moved the rings a little bit. Uh, it, it, the last couple seasons really struggled. It, I could tell the actors didn't want to be there, especially since so many. But it's of them hard for people to connect, and we don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, well, listen, they'll connect. They're connecting anyway. The show's called The League. Uh, the first few seasons were very original. The character of Rafi is like a Hall of Fame TV character, not like Bored to Death Hall of Fame, like actual like Ty Cobb Hall of Fame, um, and. I think uh, the, the show, if it had ended a couple of seasons earlier, it would be viewed at more viewed more favorably. I do think, oh, we're going to do a fantasy draft and we're going to do it from a funny location this year. Just the very conceit only lasts like five or six seasons before it's too much. But uh, it was, you know, it was a funny show. It is a show you could rewatch. Like if someone someone asked me, re- me someone asked me recently uh, if they should watch it, and I think the first few seasons are, are very watchable. Do you have any thoughts on the league? Yeah, I have it at 26. Uh, one of our listeners has it higher. A bunch of people have it in the 30s and 40s about where you have it. Obviously, the one caveat is ignore the fantasy football aspect because it's ridiculous. Right. It's but funny because even the fantasy football fans are not interested in the fantasy aspect. Yeah, it's a good show. It's, it's below a good show. The, f- for... the fantasy stuff will throw off anyone who doesn't care about fantasy. And the people who do care, it's like below them and they don't care about it. Yeah, it's, it's a good show about married life in your 30s, I would say. You know, an absurd show, obviously, but it's but that that's the value of it. It's a group of guys in their thirties, you know, married or divorced in a couple of cases. Even the character kids. of Rafi gets old after a while. Yeah, the last couple seasons of the show went downhill, but um, you know, I have it at twenty six, so I think it's like even a Nick Kroll's like barely there in the last two seasons. Like he, yeah. clearly, didn't yeah, they they really mailed it out at the end. Okay, all right, next number forty eight, The Walking Dead, a show that started off great. Uh, it basically, I've got a couple complaints about The Walking Dead. It's it started off great. The last season, season six, which is they milk eight episodes in the fall and eight in the spring. Uh, the last 16 episodes, the eight in the uh, the eight, I think it starts in the fall and then in the spring. So the eight in the fall and eight in the spring, based on where the show is at in terms of like uh, what happens in the in the the comic book and stuff, from what I was told, because I haven't read the comic book, like the last 16 episodes were a total waste. It was basically filler. Uh, they could have gotten to the main bad guy who they get to in the last scene of the last episode. Uh, basically, they wasted an entire season, maybe even a season and a half, on, no- on nonsense. And it brings up a, a, a larger point of like, there are shows like Game of Thrones where you think could last like 12 seasons easily, right? They could split every book into two. There's so many different things they could do. Whereas The Walking Dead is tricky because it's it's material that'll probably go on forever because it's just a comic book. There's It's not like you have actors to worry about. There's no reason to kill it off. It could go another 10 years. So when does the show end? And I think that they're being too uh, conservative and they should get, you know, they should show more of the, you know, they should, whatever, I don't know exactly what happens other than the bad guy, this new bad guy is the main guy for many, many years to come now. But I think 
they should uh what's it called they i think they should really speed things up even if it goes even if it's going off the page completely and um another thing is okay so you've never seen an episode of the show right yeah, I have no interest in zombies. So neither did I. But it was living it, north the, of the like, wall. It was compa- just the idea of like, what do you do at the end of the world? Which is not what the show is now at all. But it was a lot at the beginning. So just when if you get bit, you become a zombie. But then like now, so there's just like millions of zombies. My problem is there wouldn't be any zombies left. There might be like a, a stray zombie here now and then, but they wouldn't be taking over the world because they're so slow and so easy to kill. That, that we've already seen enough people alive that all the zombies would basically be gone. There would be, you know, a, a few thousand zombies, but there wouldn't couldn't be zombie armies because it would be so easy to get rid of them. And all I have right. no idea. I how feel I feel right now like probably somebody who's never watched a red Game of Thrones feels when somebody's talking to them. No, about this it. is pretty simple. There are too many zombies. Yeah, but it's not there, an issue the, of simple. The, the, whole premise, the zombies should less. be a little bit more menacing, or they should get more menacing. I'm smoking a cigarette, and I'm Jay Cutlering this conversation. They're ba- they're ba- like Jay Cutlering me not vaccinating your kids. Yeah, I speaking think of that- I, speaking of Jake's uh, Jake Larson uh, and Spencer Parks, two of our listeners have this as a top twenty show all time. Yeah, people like The Walking Dead. People, yeah. you know, Poster Recaps. It's a big it's a big show. It's the people love zombies. I think it's the number one show on television. Yeah, well, you know, you, you talked about the idea of like why are you ending it before you have to, and I was kind of wondering that about Game of Thrones. You know, we'll talk about Game of Thrones more. But Game obviously. of Thrones is the biggest HBO hit in in years. Like, why? Yeah. They so why are they it? why are they only doing seven seasons? Why not do ten seasons, twelve seasons, fourteen? Well, seasons? Weiss and Benioff, I think they have a lot of say in that. They don't want to do it forever. But I mean, because it's I don't also want it's this not story. a normal show to do. It's like three shows in one, right? Oh, it's insane. But that's you know, I want I want to see this world continue forever. I don't want it to end. And now now I've heard that HBO is going to do another Song of Ice and Fire show after this one. Well, ends. I don't think I actually don't think Game of Thrones is going to end. I think HBO. Because I think ultimately it's up to them and maybe George R. R. Martin. Like, they could leave. I don't think they own the show. Like, you can do it without them, in theory. Without Benioff and White. That could also be a power play for more money. Like, oh, they gave us, they tripled our salary for seasons eight and nine. Yeah, but other, like, what other show would they do? Like, they talk, like, could you do a show about Dunkin' Egg? I mean, is that enough? I don't know. I, like, I'm, I'm not crazy enough to, like, read the fan fiction. I don't know. Well, it's not fan fiction. It's, it's George R. R. Martin has written stuff himself. Yeah, it's the it's same not, thing. It's yeah, like uh, self fan fiction. It's like what, right, uh. Okay. Well, All right. Okay. So what's JK next Rowling. So you had Walking Dead on your list of thirty-four when you sent it to me, but you lie and you trick. It's forty-eight. Um, no, because I was really mad about the about the last season, so I moved it down. It's lucky it's in the top fifty. All right. But the last season, but you sent me this list a couple like a couple. Yeah, days but ago. I made the list like a year ago. I just didn't get to move Walking Dead down. No, no, no. Because I have the list you made a year ago. It's oh, just shut up! Ago. Stop! <laughs> Nobody. You're just a nitpicker. Because do you I do this to your wife? Rankings and you've screwed up. Do you do this to your part. wife at home also? No, because my wife doesn't like send me a list and then change it behind <laughs> oh, my back. She doesn't send you a shopping list and be like, hey, uh, we need avocados, not asparagus. I'm sorry. No, I you didn't say avocados. Uh, we're not getting oh, avocados. Man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What's next? 47 is justified. I don't even know what number we're up to now. 47 right. is justified. Uh, a lot of our fans really like justified. It was a really good show. My my issues with justified were it was it was similar to Veep. It was always the last show I would watch like on in my queue of shows I need to watch. I'm not sure where, why, like maybe it's just a flaw in me, but it was never like the first show that I went to. Maybe it's because like it's such a slow boil show. It took a while, like sometimes four seasons to get started. Like, you know, they would stretch out the action a little too much for me. But my issue with my main issue with the show, and I really liked it again. It's in one of my top 50 shows of all time. My main issue was it felt very cheaply made. Like everything about the sets is like, oh, yeah, we clearly only have access to like three buildings. Uh, you know, it felt like there are cable shows that have very low budgets, 
and they mask it a little bit. And even Game of Thrones, like, which has the highest budget of any show ever, st- it's still not a movie, right? They still have to cut a lot of corners. Like, they don't show you the battle. They show they show you coming in afterwards and be like, hey, we won the war, which was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, this is another show I don't know anything about. Although I'll, I'll note Eddie Johns has this number one on his list all yeah, time. Yeah, people really, people really yeah, like. Four people, four people. By the way, Eddie Johns, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bl- throw a flag on his list. He says he doesn't have Seinfeld anywhere on his list because he was born in the late 80s. Yeah. And so he didn't, which, first of all, that doesn't really make sense because that's, you know, he's only a couple years younger than us. But also, he has like the Drew Carey show, 16. He has The Simpsons, 4. Well, maybe right. like Drew Carey's his uncle, so he went back and he watched it. <laughs> um, and The Simpsons right, is still on now. I'm not sure what the... Yeah, but nobody's watched The Simpsons in like 10 years. It is true. Like, years. I can't even imagine a scenario. Simpsons is yet to come on my list, and I can't imagine a scenario where I would watch like... Like, just turn it on. Like, hey, there's an... Even though I'm sure I would laugh 10 times if I watched one, you know? Oh, yeah. Same here. Yeah, it is true, but I would never... Um, okay. Fine. So Justified... Uh, no knock against Justified. Uh, it's actually... If it's your favorite show of all time, I don't even think that's insane. It just wasn't okay. my favorite show. Uh, 46 is a classic TV show that I used to watch at Nick at Night. I believe it was on at 11 o'clock every night. Taxi. Uh, really, uh, first of all, have you ever seen an episode of Taxi? An episode, no. But I've seen bits and pieces. Obviously, it's Danny DeVito's coming out to show, right? Yeah, I mean, DeVito it was, is... It was... And, yeah, he's not ahead. the star of the show, for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the... Yeah, uh, Taxi also has an amazing cast. That Listen to this. People you've heard of. DeVito. Judd Hirsch is the star of the show. Tony Danza. I didn't even know that Judd Hirsch was in it. Yeah. Judd Hirsch. It, yeah, he's the star of the show. Tony Danza. Andy Kaufman. Yep, obviously. Uh, Jeff Conaway. So uh, I knew about Kaufman and DeVito. That's really and cr- And Christopher Lloyd. Oh, didn't know about that either. Yeah, a totally, lo- and a totally loaded cast. Great cast. So, yeah, really funny show. Probably the most famous scene if you want to just see one clip of it you don't watch a full episode is the uh the most famous scene in the show is the what does a yellow light mean which now would seem like a pretty hacky joke but in you know 1978 was really funny well what's your opinion about people who call them orange lights instead of yellow lights because that's insane to me yeah because we say like red green and yellow so it's not even though the well, lights probably red, are green, orange. orange it's incorrect to say it yeah. my opinion of them as people is i don't really like i'm fine either way the yellow that is used, whether it's on cabs or buses or street signs, is kind of an orangey hue of a yellow because you don't want anything too bright, I think. But the intent is clearly yellow. So if you say orange, you're a degenerate. What do you think is more interesting, this or the uh, horse racing draft <laughs> we just did that one person got to the end of? Um, All right. Next. Okay. My next three shows, two of them have had one season and one of them has had 30 seasons. Okay. Okay. Can I guess? Am I no. Guess? We, well, don't guess because you have my list. I just moved a few things around. <laughs> all right. Number 45, I have Horace and Pete. I just watched the show two weeks ago. I binged it all in a few days. Gave, gave $32 to Louis C.K. to help him. Thir- I think it was $31. Don't, don't pretend as if you actually paid. <laughs> well, of course I paid. What are you talking about? LouisCK.com. And now we're giving him free ads oh, also. What a liar. Um, anyway, uh, I think that. The show was fantastic. I don't want to say too much about it. If you liked the show, Louis, you will 100% like this show. 100%? Yeah, yeah. There's no way you wow. won't like the show if you like Louis. If you don't like Louis, you'll almost certainly not like it. So I do think it's very easy because it, that it, $31 is a big investment in a television show. And I know I was talking to people about this, and people said, like, well, if you buy individual episodes on iTunes or whatever, if you live overseas and it's hard to get, like, you know, it's yes, it's four months of Netflix or three months of Netflix, but. 
there are, you know, it's one night at the movies. It'll, at in three point. months, it'll be on Netflix. So True. Louis keeps saying yeah. that. I don't really like, I'm kind of like moving towards the anti-Louis camp for a few reasons. I don't. I don't really love his like. I, he goes on. He go. I've heard a bunch of podcasts with him. I heard him on Bill Simmons. I heard him on Bullseye with Jesse Thorne, where he talked about. Uh, well, because he's desperately pimping the show right now, even though he pretends he's not. Sure. Yeah. Which so is really annoying. He, he goes on every show because he went on Howard Stern first, and he on Howard Stern he said that he now doesn't have a safety net in life because he spent five million dollars, and he and he's five million dollars in debt. And these were his words. And then he went and said, like, oh, all these websites misquoted me when it was literally they just literally listened to his conversation with Howard Stern and said that, like, oh, he was in debt. And, and he thinks that they're just making up the story. But he goes on Bill Simmons. He goes on Bullseye with, with Jesse Thorne. He went on uh, WTF with Mark Maron and I heard all three of them. And he goes on these Tea Party esque rants about how you can't trust the lamestream media. And I mean, yes, please. I, I, you said something. You're upset about the reaction to what you said, and so you're claiming you never said. The pri- like like a lot of people, he is really the hero of his own story. Like it, it just in every way, and yeah. he has more reason than almost anybody on earth to be arrogant because he is so good at what he does. Like even if you don't think he's the world's best actor, like he probably is like one of the best directors, the best writer. The even be- if nobody thinks he's the world's best actor, no, he's not a good actor. And it was probably I, I don't want to spoil anything in the show to, but like. He plays more than one character at a time, and like they, he you know, he cast amazing people. He's an amazing writer. Uh, he, you know, this isn't even his. This isn't even the thing he's best at. You know, he's best at stand up comedy. But he just goes on these podcasts, and he and and it's you know it's just like a referendum on how great he is for for an hour. There's never any self deprecation. There's ne- you know it's it's very like uh, he's very like forceful to the. To the host yeah. and stuff, even though he's right. perfectly pleasant because they're happy to have such a good guest on. It's not like the, you know, and he, I, and even his crying sometimes seems insincere. I, and this yeah. is a jerky thing to say because it's probably not. But he, on two of the three podcasts I listened to, he cried. I don't think he didn't cry on Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Well, you made fun of me on the last podcast we just recorded for crying. Yeah, but he was crying about his own life, not about something that happened in fairy tale land. Fairy tale land. I was talking about the world. Who cares who the president is? It doesn't matter. All right. Okay. Next. <laughs> Yeah, but I, did. But have you seen any episodes yet? No. Are you going to wait for it, it to point. be on Netflix or Hulu or whatever? I don't know. I'll see it at some point. Don't you like Louis, on. though? Yeah, I like Louis, but I got annoyed with Louis the show, which we'll get to when we get there, because I thought it was a great show, but it became completely overrated. Well, I thought everything – the last season was, was kind of weak. Maybe there was one or two really strong episodes. You, you, you never laugh when you watch it, and beyond that, it's not really – it's, it's unique, but unique doesn't necessarily mean good. Yeah. I should also say Alan Alda is beyond incredible in Harrison Pete. Steve Buscemi – is he's cla- good in everything also, even though you hate Boardwalk Empire. Steve Buscemi is fantastic, and then like in smaller parts, the 80 Bryants and all the Donnie, Kurt, you're, you're out of your element. What's Kurt Metzger and all those people are great. Okay, yeah. 44, another show that has had one season that I really liked, uh, and this show could move up a little bit more, but a much better chance it's going to totally tank in second season. And I also have problems with the sort of solo creator of this show. Uh, the show is Master of None. The person I'm talking about is Aziz Ansari. Uh, speaking of another person who's always the hero of their own story. Oh, yeah. And oh, man. Never. Th- no such thing as self-deprecation. Look no further than uh, the roast where it's like, oh, how dare they make fun of me? Yeah. Um, but the, I'm talking about the roast of uh, Justin Bieber. Was that the last one? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, but I love Master of None. A lot of the episodes, there were a few, uh, there were a few dud episodes. I agree. Rob, Rob Sesternino, uh you know, he wasn't as high as I on the show, and he did say like some of the episodes he really just was super not interested in. But 
Um, I, I just think that and I was, someone else said a funny point online where it's like he's this struggling actor and he eats at like every really nice fancy restaurant in New York City. But that's pretty yeah, typical. He of actually every inspired me to uh, to pursue uh, better homemade pastas. Did he really? Credit for that. Yeah, because you know that's sort of you know spoiler uh, alert. Is Master of None on your list? Uh, no, I was actually just looking. It's not. You know, it was Did, good, but it's only one season. You know, you gotta. Give so me a I do more. think it's gonna be a while till the second season. I believe they're gonna shoot it in another country, where uh, you know, for reasons that that will be clear if you watch the show, which I definitely recommend. It, it's really funny. I like a lot of the writers on staff, so it's you know, it's a lot of the parks writers and parks people. So you will see, yeah. uh, sort of. But it's not a comedy in 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 that sense. His his parents knock it out of the park. There's some really no, interesting, it's definitely a funny show. Yeah, there's some, re- and I do like the relationship between him and uh, what's the actress's name from SNL? Brie, isn't it Brie no, something? Not Brie Larson. Brie Larson. No, no, she's hosting SNL. Allison Brie. No, you're dumb. Kate, Kate, Jake Larson. Noel Wells. <laughs> oh, Noel Wells. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she, she was great. I do like the show. I am interested, but I, I also think the show could uh, tumble down the rankings in season two if, if uh, they don't yeah, watch and, it. Yeah, and you know, I've said in the past, as somebody who lived in lives in New York and lived in New York, you know, in my twenties and thirties, when you don't have so much money necessarily, it's a little more true to life, you know, like Broad City than than obviously than a show like Girls is, or, or obviously Friends, or yeah, it tries to be a very realistic show. Yeah. Um. Okay. Forty three. It's except it's based in Brooklyn, and in Brooklyn, I don't live there, and I don't go there. I'm a Manhattan man all the You're way. You're anti-Brooklyn? Yeah. Hipsters, Hussids, nah, too much. <laughs> you know, we, you know, as people who co- who keep kosher, like a lot of the best restaurants now are in Brooklyn. Yeah, well, there's there's one really good one right near the Barclays Center. Yeah, I, I, I wish there was a little more diversity in terms Manhattan, of Manhattan, The Manhattan kosher restaurant scene is shockingly bad. the same. Well, no, it's not shockingly bad. It's good. It's just everything's the same. Yeah, there's no, not the, enough the, good, the good restaurants are all good in the same way. Yes, yeah. and they're all like B plus restaurants with like five star restaurant prices. Yeah, well, like ten star. Like their prices are out of out of control. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying, but like Brooklyn has like yeah. a lot more restaurants because of space and whatever. Yeah. Keep us breaking news here. Things in Manhattan are overpriced. Yes. Forty three <laughs> is MTV's The Challenge, a show you've probably never seen one uh, scene all right, of. Bill Simmons. Yeah. The the only Bill Simmons podcast ever. Podcast columns, anything. I've consumed every single piece of media that he's created since 1999, mm-hmm. unless it has to do with. Real World World Rules Challenge. Not 1999, or... 2001. No, no, because I went back on the, the old AOL stuff. Oh, you, you found can find it online. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but unless it's related to that or uh, wrestling. That was such an case, ATV answer, by the way, for both of us, that I like knew immediately because I remember yeah. when, exactly when he started. And you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you hate him, but you hate ATV. hipsters. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right, next. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I love the challenge. Uh, it just started again last night. And, oh, uh, yeah, I actually saw it last night for the first time ever by mistake. Are you serious? Yeah. What are the odds of that? <laughs> well, because well, I'll tell you what, because I came home like you know from work very very late, like two in the morning. Yeah. And I, I turned on the TV for a minute to watch what was on the DVR. Why and, was like, MTV back... on? Because my wife had been the last one to watch. What the was TV, she watching obviously. on MTV? Probably one of these ridiculous reality shows. No, I'm now. Can you ask her? I'm very curious what she was watching on MTV. All right, I... I'll ask her and let you. And yeah, let send you her a message. Maybe she was watching the challenge. Yeah. Well, so that's probably what it was because that's what was on then. And so, you Ooh, know, you sort get of get Jen on to talk challenge. That would be good. So I did catch a few minutes of it. It was a bunch of good looking people fighting with each other. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, no, the first right. couple episodes are usually like sleeping with and then the next few are fighting yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, people <laughs> introducing themselves in the most grandiose ways possible. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, time one, one girl said her parents taught her that if somebody challenges her, she should slam a brick through their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, I think she's like, she's getting the winners at it that one. 
42 is a show that I never think about now that it's over, but I liked a lot when it was on. Some people really love it. I'm talking about Scrubs. Uh, it was a very funny show. Had a lot of heart. Uh, very likable cast. I don't love Zach Braff now, but I, I def- have it at 47, by the way. So okay. almost identical. A very likable cast. I don't love Zach Braff now. I don't love the fact that he. Well, everybody hated him when he <laughs> crowdfunded the when, movie. Or yeah, anything. when he crowdfunded a movie. Yeah, exactly. people don't even like Garden State going back there. But everyone in Hollywood yeah. seems to hate him. Not like personally. Everybody, everybody has this list like in their 40s. Oh, Greg Graham is at number four. Wow. Yeah, people so really Greg like Scrubs. a Hall of Fame show. Yeah. People really well. Maybe his whole fame is only like three shows, but I think uh, it's a funny show. I really don't have much to say about it. If I was really bored, I would maybe watch an episode if it was on reruns, but not a show I would be super interested in rewatching. But still, very funny, great. Cast. By the way, a lot of Donald Faison uh, references this morning for me. Uh, my wife and I are going to Los Angeles next week. I'm going for work, and she's going to be in LA while I'm at work. And so she was talking to me about what she's going to do with the two kids while I'm at work. And she said to me, she's going to hang out at house? No, but she said to me, she said, you know, it's so weird. I was looking on Google Maps and everything, regardless if it's three miles away or 12 miles away, everything's exactly 30 minutes. And so I said to her, do you know where I'm going with this or no? Is it like a Californians thing? No, it's a reference. It's a reference to Clueless. When she's at the party in the valley and her dad calls her and says, I want you home in 20 minutes. And she says, well, daddy, I'm at a party. And what does he say to her? Everything in L.A. is 20 minutes away from everything else in L.A., which is exactly what my wife was saying, except due to traffic inflation, it's now 30 minutes instead of 20 minutes. My wife had no idea what I'm talking about. So then I quoted the whole scene to her as apparently I have to do to you now. And she's like, boy, you must really love that movie. And I'm like, no, I don't really love that movie. I just remember that scene. Well, you just have a better memory. Like I have seen that movie a hundred times because it was my sister's favorite movie growing up, but I don't remember much about it. It's sort of weird now that we're talking about Clueless. So basically, the point of the story is that she hooks up with Paul Rudd, who's her brother, and that's the love story at the end of the of the end of the show, of the movie. Well, are, you, are we even talking about the same movie for real? That's what happened. Yeah, at the end of the movie, she hooks up with Paul Rudd, who's her brother, and like, like a stepbrother, right? It's still creepy. You're not supposed to sleep with somebody in your own house. No, I don't think so. All right, next. That's that's your philosophy. Um, I think <laughs> number number forty one <laughs> is uh, Master Chef Junior. Uh, a show that <laughs> what is going on here? Who are you, Shmaria? No, it's it, it's it. You have like, to see this week's extreme couponing. <laughs> does he really do that? That yeah, I could. Oh yeah, well, he, extreme couponing is up his alley. He's probably like on yeah. the show. Yeah, no, because it's the only show I watch with my kids. It's great. It's fun watching show with them, and they like get to predict. It's like, a bunch of little kids cooking, basically. It's little kids cooking, and they're like, you know, they can identify with them because they're the same ages. And then it's like, uh, you know, they also it's like them watching reality TV. They could say like, "Oh, he's for sure not going to win because they're making him look bad." You know, like a lot of the like a you know a sort of a kids version of a lot ah, of the so things. You're passing on your love of reality TV. Well, no, I don't. I mean, maybe you know, hopefully. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, really a fun show to watch with your kids. If you could be on any reality TV show yourself, what show would you want to oh, be on? Oh, good question. Well, I can't be on any cooking show because I don't know how to cook. It would have to be a show like <laughs> where they start by telling you how to turn on the oven. It can't stuff. be on Survivor because you don't know how to survive. Right. I, well, I, well I, I'm fine. So Big Brother, but with no cameras. That's my answer. <laughs> like Big Brother would, sounds right. absolutely great. I mean, the problem is no internet, no finding out about sports. So yeah. that's right. now a slight shift here. If your kids... We're on any TV show. 
reality show, what's the show you most would want not want them to be on? Ooh, good question. Like not my child kids when they're grown. When they're grown. Yeah, yeah. Like like your your, I your, your daughter calls you. She's nineteen. Now. She's at college, and uh, she says, "Hey, dad, guess what? I just want an audition. I'm going to be on blank. Like which uh, one do you like? like you know, like Real Housewives or Bad Girl? Like one of the VH1 shows. But realistically, yeah, I, like where she's trying to marry Flava Flav. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I guess ideally, I'd want them to be on like The Voice or Master Chef Junior. I feel like those are pretty harmless. Yeah, where they have an actual talent. Yeah, Project uh, Runway. Worst like case that. scenario, like America's I've gone Next very Top wrong. Model. Uh, is Cop still on? Is that the reality <laughs> show? No, I think um, I, I think Real World is a disaster. You know, because they're only they're only casting three or four women, so they're casting like they they're like yeah. really enticing you to. To like, uh, yeah. you know, get a boyfriend or whatever. Well, so actually, so I just mentioned America's Next Top Model, and it, you know, every time you no, have that's a model fine. And, well, no, no, but but every time you have a model and she appears in like Playboy for the first time, and then you hear her being interviewed, whether it's Howard Stern or, or Stephen Colbert, or whoever, and they say like, you know, how did your dad react to you being a Playboy? And they always say, you know, my dad's really proud, and he's bought them for everybody he knows, and handing them out yeah, like. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how well these daughters I would know. Buy, I would buy them. I would, I would sell them out also, and then I'd burn them. <laughs> yeah. There was a kid. Um, you know, like, there were a couple kids in, in my neighborhood when I was a senior in high school who like did something really bad. I forgot what it was. And it was like in the local papers, um, but it wasn't like big enough to be like, you know, make like the New York Times or the New York Post or whatever. So they went around. It was, and like, but, it was, but it was in Newsday? No, it wasn't in Newsday. That's not a local paper. That's like the 10th biggest paper in the country or even like the 6th or something. Yeah, but it's called the Newspaper of Queens and Long Island. No, like the like the NASA Herald type papers when I say small. Yeah. And the mom. Went door to door collecting them. One of the moms like went to every single convenience store in Long Island and like bought the copies <laughs> and threw them in the garbage. <laughs> It's funny because back then you could do that. Now in the age of the internet, it'd be much harder. Well, no, I honestly like you couldn't do it then, anyways. You couldn't you couldn't do it then, but these like these small small town papers don't really have web presences still. So I actually but, but I say but, but nobody was it. finding that out because it's in the small town paper. They'd find it out, you know, it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. No, it wasn't such a big thing. It was like they vandalized the school or or stole someone's keys or something. It was, Boy, they didn't go I, to jail for it, I don't think. Slow news day in Long Island. Someone it was just like, it was like, who vandalized the school? It was like, these kids paint the town red or something. I don't uh, know. I vandalized the school in sixth grade. Uh, accidentally, but I uh, could have gone to juvie for it. You could have gone to juvie? I feel yeah, like you would have done, my, you should have gone to juvie. It would have <laughs> well, been so, very helpful so, for you. So this is what happened. So probably the high point in my basketball career was sixth grade. I was the star of my team in our little public school league there. And we had a playoff game in which we lost and our season was over. And so as I'm leaving, and this was at a, a public school in the area. So as I'm leaving, I, the door, it's like one of those big glass doors with, you know, like the, the push bar in the middle. Yeah. And so I kick the push I bar like this to open it. It gives me a chance to check my email. Keep going. Yeah. So I kick the push bar to open the door, but I kick too low and I shattered the glass. Ooh. And except it, like it's spider webs, it doesn't shatter because it's like you know shatterproof. And my, my mother, who I'm with at the time, she's like, "Oh my god!" And then we go downstairs to the car, and we, we tell my dad what just happened, and he runs upstairs and he sees, and I'm like in huge trouble. And then ironically, the next day at that same school, I <laughs> I had to go to speech when I was a kid yeah. because I talked so much that I always had a hoarse voice, and my mod, my lot, whatever the things are called in your throat, were like badly damaged. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had to go to speech in my Jewish private school didn't have speech. So I'd take like the little short bus to a, a local public school once a week. And it happened to be the same public school where my basketball game had been the night before. And so my speech guy asks me when he gets in, he said, I noticed when I came in this morning, the door I came in was broken. And I didn't know if he was testing me or not, if he knew it was me. So he said, didn't you have a basketball game here last night? Do you know anything about it? And, and I remember this vividly. I, I didn't know if he knew it was me. I didn't want to admit it, but I didn't want to lie. So I said to him, well, when I got here, it wasn't broken. And when I left, it was. So I, it, so I think it happened at some point during the game. <laughs> and, um, and then my dad had to like go to court and pay this thing. And nothing happened to me. And, and the thing is this. like My dad and probably everybody else assumed I did it because I was mad about losing the game. And so I tried to break the door. Like I didn't. I was just trying to open the door. And because I was like a germy, I never touched doorknobs. And so I always, if possible, try and use a knee or an elbow or something. So I was just trying to kick the door. And I just missed. But... Anyway, that's my uh, that's my vandalism story. Cool story, bro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. And I and I'm the one complaining when you go on too long about the Walking Dead. Okay. I, 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 hopefully you didn't say anything racist that, that I'm going to ask you to cut out because I didn't hear it. Um. Okay. Number forty is a really interesting uh, show to me because I liked it. Watched every episode. Was never the top of my queue, but a show I really like. Every actor on it, an actress was amazing. The writing. Uh, you know, they'll write a book about how good the writing staff was and everyone gone, gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, and I'm talking about Parks and Recreation. But what's really shocking is how high some people had this list. Yeah. Had the, had the show. Like, Parks and Rec people were in people's top tens. Yeah. I think Antonio Mazzaro had it in his top ten. Uh, yeah, I, you've heard my take about Parks. Yeah, you don't. You think it's really overrated. Yeah, I like everybody on it, and I know I'm supposed to like it. But to me, 30 Rock is such a better show because I like cynicism. And I don't like shows that are too like fluffy. Smart, yeah. Yeah, the good like, guy probably wins a little. I bit hate too Mike Schur's attitude of I like TV where everybody's happy. And, like, eh. And also, they're really mean to Jerry. I like Jerry. <laughs> you like feelings. Jerry? That's your take that they're too mean to Jerry. <laughs> they should have been meaner to Jerry. Wait, so okay, so you you thought the show was too fluffy, but the one sort of negative trait of it you didn't like. You wanted that to be positive. That's your big. That's your big uh, note for the show. <laughs> well, be because it, it, because it makes it even more obvious. like they're so cruel to this guy in a show where they brag about everybody right. cruel. Um, yeah, I, I think like the the Aubrey Plaza and listen, they I have had it like, number seventy four. They had like movie stars list. like up and down, you know, like absolutely. Yeah. Like, Aubrey Plaza. Well, but Aubrey but Plaza they weren't Chris, at Pratt, Chris Pratt started off as like minor yeah. people. Chris, Chris Pratt was a nobody on the show. No, I understand, but I'm saying like their scenes are great. Uh, Nick Offerman, obviously, uh, everything he did was great. MVP, MVP of the show. Sure, sure. Yeah. Retta ended up being really good. Uh, in yeah, the, but she's sort of one trick. Yeah, in the la- seen, in the, also in the of her later seasons. Specials. In the later seasons, they used her a lot more. Well, the problem with all these, and this is just a problem with sitcoms in general, is by the later seasons, the characters just become characters of their most extreme characteristics. Sure. So, like Andy or Joey from Friends, or even Kramer, like becomes so stupid that it's not possible for a human being to exist in the world where they're okay. that stupid, mm-hmm. except isolated instances where they need them for the plot to do something incredibly. Yeah. So my un-stupid. my main complaint, first of all, is, you know, some of the early char- like that early one character character, Brent Danowitz, like the first season was admittedly not good. I think the people even made it admit now that it wasn't good. I didn't like. Oh yeah, the first season was a disaster. I, I love Adam Scott uh, in general. Yeah. He's great on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. He and and you uh, talking you two to me. But party down, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, but I didn't like Adam Scott on on the show, and I actually this is a hot take. I hated Rob Lowe on the show. He really had he really was like a one note character. Yeah, I'm even gonna go further with you on Adam Scott. Uh, you have party down on your list, right? No, no, I never watched it. 
Oh my! Oh my God! Party Party Down is an incredible, incredible show. What's funny is uh, I once a, I once met my boss's brother was an executive at what was it? Party Down was on Stars, right? Yeah, my boss's brother was like an exec at Stars, and he had like some like other Stars execs come in, and I was like talking to them, and I just like wanted to be friendly. I was like, oh yeah, Party Down, it's great. Like I pretended that I watched it, even though I'd never seen an episode. I'm t- Akiva, I'm telling you right now, it, it's a t- 25 minute episode. Go watch any episode of that show. I promise you, you will love it. What's it about? They're waiters. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of Hollywood wannabe actors. But the cast is incredible. All the guest stars they have in every episode is incredible. So Adam Scott was the driver of that show, and it was a show. It was sort of like Arrested Development in the sense that it didn't get great ratings, but everybody who matters in Hollywood was obsessed with the show. And there was a delay between season two and season three. And then the reason that the show ended up going away is because of the fact that Adam Scott got brought into Parks and Rec. And so Adam Scott coming into Parks and Rec really ruined two shows. It ended. It ended. Well, it did not no, it didn't ruin Parks and Rec. Let's not be too rough. Well, but, but, but I'm saying, but it, it ended a better show. Sure. My, I mean, I, I don't agree with that, but I hear what you're saying. My, um, no, but I mean, this is not a, a lot of people said that. Like, people were really disappointed when he when he went on to Parks and Rec for that reason. Warning: hot take approaching. My hottest hottest take of uh, Parks and Rec is that I don't think the Amy Poehler scenes are are always good. Like I, I do think her character also became like a little bit too like it's like Jerry on Seinfeld though the main yeah a little person too well, no but yeah. Jerry has a lot of times gets the best storylines involved in it uh, at least tangentially you know Amy Poehler was like the straight man so many times and and the the supporting characters got to be so good uh, I like Amy Poehler I just don't like whereas Rob Lowe I think I probably hate everything he does by the way if we're if we're ranking characters on Parks and Rec obviously Nick Offerman's number one but I sure. think Jam Councilman Jam might be number two on my oh, list. oh you know if we're going outside uh, outside the main guys then. Then uh, you know John Ralphio could be number two, yeah. Mona, Mona Lisa, yeah, good cast. All right, but, and and the writing staff like with Harris Whittles and Megan Amram and and yeah, look, the uh, show's Jim Sassy, the, like every single person's like. A, I, saying, I love every person involved with the show, but the 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 the, the sum is not as good as the as as the whole or okay. whatever that, the whole that's, expression. That's is. Uh, just like your opinion, man. Okay, yeah. uh, thirty nine, uh, a show I'll probably never revisit, but I really liked when it was on. It had a lot of heart. Uh, and it also sort of like tailed off at the end. And I, I don't even know if I watched the finale, but uh, a show that I, I loved when it started, and it's Rescue Me. Have you ever watched Rescue Me? No, but I've seen Dennis Leary talk to John Stewart about it a bunch of times, and I feel like that's enough. It did get a little bit repetitive, but uh, I don't know. He's a firefighter in New York. All right, playing a lot of hockey. He's Irish. Yeah, he likes to play hockey. All right. Okay, thirty-eight. Flight of the Concords. What do you think about Flight of the Concords? You know, it's great. To watch clips of it on YouTube for five minutes, whole episodes I'd be a little bit bored by. It doesn't actually make my list for that reason. And you're an HBO file. Yeah. That's yeah, true. You... I watch just about everything on HBO. It, 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 it has funny – it's sort of like Portlandia in that sense. It has funny segments, bits, mm-hmm. but whole episodes are a little boring. Well, I thought, the, first of all, the, like the, the songs and bits were really good. But I, I actually did like the show when it was on, but I also tailed out on the second season. So 38 is a little high for it, but I really loved season one. Okay. Okay. Staying on HBO, 37, Extras, a show I know you liked. Wait, which one was Extras? Oh, maybe a show you've never seen. <laughs> which one was it? The Ricky was Gervais that? Show. Yeah, 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 the Ricky Gervais Show. All these Ricky Gervais shows I get mixed up because they're all like very similar in my head. He's cynical and mean, and he makes fun of Hollywood celebrities. Sure, it's a new, a new celeb every episode. Really a great yeah. show. Uh, it you know it's sh- it's one of these shows that uh, really did not get enough time. Should have gotten a third season. Again, to me, that's a show like like the Liam Neeson clip that you watch on YouTube is amazing. 
I don't know if I need a whole episode every week of that show. I'm going to say this. if That's a great binge show. If you need like a short binge right now, there's probably about 12 episodes. No, that, a great it, binge show is Party Down. There's like 25 episodes total. Well, that's every a lot. Single 25 one is, is already a lot. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Akiva, you got to watch Party Down. Okay. You, you can only make me watch one show on this whole list. Is that your show? Ugh, there's so many good shows. Okay, so watched. at the end, you could pick a show, okay? And that's the show. Know. Yeah. I'll binge. But in this, anyway, I highly well, recommend Well, I'm not forcing you to binge. I think you should watch one episode. And I, I'm, I have complete confidence. Whereas you could watch an episode of Boardwalk Empire and quit. I acknowledge that. I am with 100% confidence. I know that if you watch one episode of Party Down, within two weeks you will have watched all of them. I know that. I have 100% confidence. Okay. I'm busy, man. Show. I'm not sure I can get to that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Number 36, a show that I don't watch now, haven't watched in a long time. But it was an important show to me when I was in high school. Uh, and that's Family Guy. Um, I know, I know the issues now that it's just a joke factory. Uh, my favorite Family Guy story is so I love the podcast Hollywood Handbook. Everyone should listen to it. Should stop listening to this podcast right now and go listen to all Hollywood Handbook episodes. Come back. Um, Hayes Davenport was a writer on Family Guy for one season. He's one of the co-hosts of Hollywood Handbook. Uh, he, fun fact, guess how many times he met Seth MacFarlane? Four. Never met him. <laughs> he said because he he said like oh, I was invited to his birthday party. He had some big like fortieth birthday party where Wait, he like he brought a, in he like McFarlane has like legendary Hollywood parties. Yeah, no, he brought in like a forty. I don't even know if he was there. I think he was at like a like a like a, the after party. But McFarlane brought in like a hundred piece uh, band from like New York for his. And he's a great crooner. I mean, McFarlane. Well, so he like did the singing, but he brought guy. in like a whole orchestra. Yeah. From New York for, or you know, he like throws incredibly legendary parties. Probably has more money than you know he could ever spend. Um, I think, uh, but yeah, he he's not there. Like the point is, the show is at this point just like a joke factory. They literally, I think, even have a different like side room as a writers' room for the the throwaway gags, like the flashback gags. <laughs> that's like not. I'm not joking. I believe that's a separate department on the show. So it's like the Walmart of comedy at this point but it was so original when it came on the air even if you're saying the originality of the Simpsons uh, yeah oh uh, no uh, well I mean it was striving to do something a little you know different than what the Simpsons did the bigger knock is South Park not the Simpsons yeah, but I, okay. I really liked the show when it was on uh, my favorite family guy story we, we had like when I was in high school we had a very, a very small class there was 33 guys all, all male high school class uh, it was very fractured it was I don't want to say clicky but it was almost like uh it was, it was clicky. It was clicky. And the one thing we ever sort of agreed on was we would we had our own uh, like breakfast and lunchroom, the seniors, and we would lock the door and we would, you know, I guess some guy would be able to like burn Family Guy episodes onto a DVD. I assume they had that technology. Yeah, it was already like 2000 and 2001. So they had the technology. And so he'd burn it onto, I guess, what was a DVD or a CD or whatever. And we'd watch it while we ate lunch and we'd like all of us would crack up. Uh, and it was like a nice uh, bonding experience. Uh, but then one day, and again, this is a very religious school, like the the principal's wife walked in and, and then like uh, then we got banned from watching Family Guy. But it was it was a show that uh, the first three seasons before uh, it got canceled somehow, even though it got canceled because the, the I Need a Jew episode, remember? No, I don't think that's what it was. It got canceled because it, it got low ratings. Because that episode they never aired. I think you're wrong. I, I know they never I think you're wrong. I think. And then the show became so popular with DVD sales that they brought it back. Yes, that's true, except it was, it was canceled. And then in the, the first, ratings. do you remember how the end of the first scene started when they brought it back? No. 
the end of the first scene and what and the way that the first episode, the first scene ends is Brian very dryly lists every single Fox show that had come and been canceled. Oh yeah, yes, that in, was very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so if, look, I understand today it's very popular among like the hipsters. Oh no, comedy comedy people on, it's their least favorite yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, you have to hate on Seth MacFarlane. It's a rule. Uh, you know, I understand like sort of like the the low hanging fruit of how he goes after you know minorities and gays and women and stuff like that. Fine, but I have it at twenty one. It was an it was an incredibly incredibly funny show. It was an equal opportunity offender. McFarlane's he's an incredibly talented guy. I also the Cleveland show was a bit of a dud, but American Dad is also on my list. Is that the uh, one? American Dad actually is better than Family Guy. The last like three, four years, American Dad was better. Is than Is he Family Bob's Guy. Burgers also or no? No, that's a different crowd. That's more of the um, you know the, the the Brooklyn comedian scene crowd. Okay, um, like Eugene Merman and American Dad is almost like you know like the main character plays like a Stephen Colbert esque character, and I th- I think American Dad is actually really good. The, every every episode just about is an homage to a classic Hollywood movie in a way that if you haven't seen it, you won't even get. Similar to a lot of Seinfeld episodes, frankly, as you and Rob have mentioned on the podcast. So if, if, you, if you get what they're referencing, there's even a deeper appreciation. Is American Dad in your top 100? Yeah, it's number 81. And it probably should be higher, actually. Yeah, really so American it. Dad is still on the air, apparently. Yeah, it's good. I have a DVR, but I haven't seen an episode in, in at least a while. Is it on TBS now instead of... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Maybe that's why I lost my new DVR. New episodes air on Adult Swims on Monday, the week after they air on TBS. Yeah, it's on TBS and Adult Swim. Okay. I got uh, my DVR. It got much better, whereas Family Guy got worse. American Dad got better. Sure. Number thirty-five, Larry Sanders show. I think I discussed it on one of the podcasts when Larry Sanders died. Too low. Check out what? Too low. Hall of Fame show for me. I love Larry Sanders show. Uh, not every episode was great, um, but check out the roast episode. Really, one of the great uh, sitcom episodes of all time. Number eighteen on my list. When I was watching, I don't it, think it was on a lot of people's lists. Maybe people sent in later after he died, sort of thrown in on there. I'm not sure. It's one of my all-time shows. It's also way ahead of its time. You know, if it's on today, it's really highly reviewed, I think. But it's similar to other shows, whereas it was the first one to do it. So, you know, very Curb-esque, I think. And the cast, obviously, is every single important person in Hollywood in the 90s. So, Okay. Number 34 is a show, you know, we just talked about it a little bit, but The Simpsons. Haven't watched it in a long time. Ridiculous. Nothing really that we could say about The Simpsons. You think it's too low? I'm too low on The Simpsons? Yeah, it's offensive to have it that low. Okay, I'll tell you, you know. why. Because ultimately, I think... it's been on TV for 20 years and you haven't watched it once in the last 20 years? Yeah, that's my issue with it. I think okay. that... So if it had gone away in 1995, yes, it would be yes, higher on yes. your list? If, if it, See, that's if stupid. Kid, that, that's that's if like the picture, guy... If Sandy Koufax had stuck around for 20 years and, and no, had a 6 no, RA for no. 20 I years... This. I hate this. I hate this argument. I hate this argument. It, but it's correct. You hate it because no, you can't defend it. No, because, because if you say that you don't want to give him credit if he's just a compiler at a certain point, fine. If you say I'm not going to raise you higher because you got another 100 wins because you got them you know, at, with, low, you know, with low rate stats... That's fine. But you cannot punish somebody. Your 10 years of Hall of Fame performance isn't less Hall of Fame. Okay, here's what, what I'm going to say. The same reason, like, I love SportsCenter. I would never have SportsCenter on this list because there's 100 million episodes, and what are you going to do with them? But that's because you, know, you don't need SportsCenter anymore. I, I'm, okay, or the news, or the Today uh, Show. That's, that's a the, bad comparison. Or even the, the Simpsons. Like, when we were growing up, it was The Simpsons and Seinfeld, one and two, in, in some order unquestionably here's the thing and, and the, my, fact the shows in my top 10 i want you you should be binge watch you should have binge watched you should you should have watched every single episode from season one until the series finale nobody or practically nobody's done that for the simpsons 
So I don't like it has to lose some points. No, yes, the next few episodes, the next few cra- shows, it's crazy it will, to me that you're punishing it show, for the fact no, that it's next stuck three around shows for 25 comedies years. that are all worse shows than The Simpsons, without question. Yeah, you and, can't. It's just crazy to me. Like The Simpsons from 1991 to 1998 or whatever was one of the greatest couple of shows in television history, and the fact that you punish it because it continued for another 15 years, that's impressive, if anything. Um, at worst, you can say it's neutral, but. Whatever. I have it in my top ten, so I'll save it for when I get to the top ten. But uh, bad rating for you for this. Well, we have to go through your whole top ten. <laughs> all right. Okay. What's next? No, all right. A lot of sitcoms coming up now. Number uh, 33. This isn't even really a sitcom. A Netflix show that I really loved. No pun intended. It's Love. I liked it better than Master of None. Yes, it's silly to have it all the way up here at 33 after one season. But I really like Paul Rust. If you don't like Paul Rust, you're going to be totally out on the show. Also, we got uh, we got the Spoon Man in the show, Mike Mitchell from Doughboys. He's uh, he's uh, becomes a major character in the uh, horse side character in the last couple episodes. Gotta love the Spoon Man. Gets extra points for that. I think that uh, the show really has potential. I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, it has a harder, it has a, an easier degree of difficulty for season two than Master of None. We're not. I don't think we're going to see season two of either of those shows for a long time, at least until January, maybe later. But um, I, I love Love. Did you watch Love? Uh, no. And it's offensive to me that we spend more time discussing it than The Simpsons. So, well, The Simpsons, next. there's nothing. That, it's like, obviously. Next. next. Okay. 32. I was told my list has no validity if the show is not number one by Superfan Robbie. But unfortunately, it's not my number one. It's number 32. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Also in my top 10, actually. It's, you know, it was Seinfeld for the next generation. People forget how incredible... It was in those early seasons. Yes. It has stuck around, and it's not so good anymore. But is so it fair, anymore. because it didn't have eight, ten amazing seasons like The Simpsons, isn't it fair to hurt to knock the show, which only has ten, or maybe originally had 12 or 13 episodes a season, for really not being as good anymore? No, because its early seasons were so good. I mean, it was so, so I did, good. Someone this, wrote in and compared a sucks, Seinfeld honestly. character to an Always Sunny character. But you say this last well, season people, sucked? people do that this all the time. This last season was better than the last four seasons before. No, I disagree. This season was the worst season yet. Mm, there think. was a few episodes that were actually good in this But season. there's not a single episode that's new. It's just the same thing repeated. Yeah. No, well, of course. So, They've been doing that for five years. They have, they're, yeah. they're out of ideas. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I made a separate list. I have my best top 100 shows of all time. And then I made a separate list, which is my most quotable shows of all time. And the you didn't make are, that list till 100, did you? No, that list is only to 30. Oh and, and the lists are highly correlated. Obviously, um, comedies, sitcoms. What's the opposite of an aphrodisiac? I feel like showing someone that list. <laughs> no, but, you know, I think there's an important, like, topic of conversation. When something's quotable, like, okay, so, for example, the movie Anchorman, probably we both agree, is not the be- number one comedy of all time, right? Oh, no, of course not. No, Anchorman, not the best movie ever made. But I, but I would argue that it is the most quotable movie Sure, the of most all time. quoted movie. Sure. Every, yeah, every – but if you actually read the script of that movie, there's literally not a throwaway line in the movie. Every single line in that movie is a line that somebody can or does use on a daily sure. basis. Yeah, no, Anchorman, context uh, or other. Even, The Big Lebowski even, might be quoted more than Anchorman. Even, even the exposition. Well, The Big Lebowski is also in the top two for me. It's actually those are one and two. But The Big yeah. Lebowski has a little bit of exposition. There's the problem is these now, movies get quoted so much like Anchorman now is like a frat boy movie. You can't even – yeah, like, no, maybe yeah. it'll be cool again in 20 years. But yeah, I'm not talking about the cool... Yeah, I mean, Borat for sure suffered I'm from that. I'm saying you can't quote it. Same thing with Borat. Like, they but, became so popular, Sonny, but, and now, me, the, now like, you're a huge loser if you quote them. For me, Sonny was such an incredibly quoted, quotable show in the early seasons. It was such a great show to bond with your friends. 
you know, do you have a favorite episode of all time? I, 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 while I think of that, I don't think I do. All right. Do you have a favorite? My, my favorite quote yeah. is it's the episode where they form like a neighborhood watch. And Mac incredulous, incredulously says uh, to that group, he's like, the police, the police, the streets are filled with the ejaculate of the homeless. And you want us to call the police. That's good. There's not much more to say. So I didn't remember this episode at all, but someone compared Kramer on uh, from the Jimmy to – would you want to guess what they compared it to? Well, Kramer would have, would have to be Charlie. No, no, no. The, the Kramer in the Jimmy, so not one of the main four. A one oh, oh, one. oh, when they think that he's mentally disabled, you mean? Yes. When it, the episode Sweet – Little Kevin, Sweet D. Sweet the episode D, is yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Sweet yeah, yeah. D dates. Yeah, yeah. Where is he a rapper or is he retarded? Yeah. Yes, that's that's uh, that's the the episode is called By the Sweet way, D. The show every time that 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 you and Rob on your on your podcast for Seinfeld discuss like, oh, could this happen in 2016? The answer is yes, because Always Sunny did it in a, in, a, in a more extreme way. Now, maybe not on NBC, it couldn't happen. Yeah, no, it couldn't happen, happen on NBC. Uh, nobody's yeah. paying attention to what Always Sunny does. Yeah, they get away with a lot. That's sure. True. Yeah, no, that's fair. We're talking about could they do this in? Yeah, always. So they do get all the way with a lot. Yes, yeah, so that was a funny scene. I remember I watched that. I'm like, oh yeah, this was a good show. I love the milk steak, but um, I think that the show has run its course and should be. Although canceled. I th- I think it might have been even better now that I think about it. If they hadn't given you know the end of that episode, we find out the truth. I think it's almost better to leave it open. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like yeah. he should have because he does the rap, and then you're like, oh, he's he's definitely like. Uh, wrong about him, but yeah. Well, maybe I mean, he—he, he, I think he ends by saying, "Bitch, who's retarded now?" Yes. And then, <laughs> and then whoever's standing—it's Mac or somebody sitting next to Dean says, uh, "Definitely not retarded," and she says, "Yep, nope." Um, whatever. It's a great show. You're just happy because I asked you a hundred times not to say retarded, and now you get to say it because it's in context. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, I, I hate. Look, the, you don't. The reason I hate Howard Stern is I hate anybody who makes fun of mentally disabled people. I don't think it's funny. I'm gonna get on my soapbox now. Well, to me, that's such like a no go. I find that so offensive. Wow. And who knew that you had like uh, all it, these rules it, and morals? It deeply, deeply offends me. Oh, my God. Have, have you ever worked with, uh, with, with like special needs people? Not as like a full-time profession. No. Like have you ever dealt with them oh, in no, any like, capacity? Yeah. I mean I volunteered for different things. Oh, look at you. What a hero. <laughs> well, can I actually tell you – I'm, I'm going to not put this on the podcast. Have I told <laughs> – let me just – because maybe I will leave it on the podcast. Yeah, you can tell me. Here I proceed to tell a story which – Probably I can't have on the podcast, so to be safe, we're editing over it. But if you want to hear the story, you can contact me separately, and I'll share it with you. And now, until I finish telling the story on the podcast, here in my post-editing world, I'm going to sing you all a special song. Except I can't think of a song to sing. I'm just trying to fill a few more seconds of time here. And we are almost... Oh, wait. No, no. (laughs) I'm laughing, thinking about Akiva's reaction to the story, which is, you'll, I'll, I'll let you guys hear Akiva's reaction to the story, because his reaction is pretty good. One second. <laughs> ah, that was such a good story that, okay, wait, now we're going to be back to the podcast. All right, Chester just told a great story that can nowhere go come near coming on the podcast. So maybe I'll DM it to you if you ask nicely. Um, <laughs> that was a really funny story. It might be true. I'm not even sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yeah. number 31, uh, Broad City. I thought the last season, season three, was the weakest. Yeah, I really, really love this show. I have it at 29, so not much higher than you. But to me, it's really a 
perfect encapsulation of what it's like to be 20 something living in New York, single, struggling financially. I, was, I, was, first I, out I, of I thought that they were going to Israel in the last two episodes. I didn't realize that they didn't go until they did the episodes. Well, I mean, they landed there, but <laughs> they were supposed to No, but I'm saying like I'd read in the news like, oh, they're filming the birthright stuff. And then it never happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you watch it? No. Oh, I, watch, so then... I said I didn't watch the last two episodes. Oh, so they do. They did. Oh, but there's no scenes there. They just pretend to be there, no? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but although we already have, so spoiler alert. You know, one of my, you know, as an example, I think it was the very first episode where she's collecting all the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons, mm-hmm. which is everybody who, who's ever been, everybody knows Bed Bath & coupons never expire. So I think they do. Them. I think they just like switch the rules. But yeah, of course, anyone who's ever well, gotten no, married. No. So the hard copies never expire. The ones that you got on your phone. You know, our email, mailman used to expire. steal. When I lived in Manhattan, our mailman would steal, like someone would steal them. So Before when I used that. to when I lived in Boston in law school, you know, they drop one in every mailbox in the building and I lived in a building with, you know, 100 apartments. The Bed Bath and Beyond scams could be like a whole book. Like people yeah, and, make and people, money off. Thing, everybody in my building would just throw them out. So I'd go into the recycling bin in the mailroom and I'd have hundreds of them. Yeah. Oh, and the other yeah, and of course and then of course, the other thing Bed Bath and Beyond was famous for was the fact that they give 100 they give cash returns for wedding registries. Yeah. Yeah. How so, like there there's got to be like a big expose like how this company still exists. They've never well, spent actually, so a dollar that, in advertising. That, that they stopped doing, actually. Yeah, but like after 20 million years of being ripped off. Well, it's not a ripoff because it, it, they still make money. It's the same way that, you know. That like you just break saying. something and they'll just like give you the full price for it. They'll just hand yeah, you cash for it. Customer service is the way to engender customer loyalty. The reason I buy everything from Amazon and Bed Bath is because of the fact that they treat their customers really Ooh, well. Oh, I didn't know so. you were on first half name with it. You just call it Bed Bath. <laughs> okay, number uh, 30. It's funny because we is... were there the other day and my son, who's three, actually asked me. He said, why is it called Bed Bath & Beyond? He, he asked me what beyond means. And I really couldn't answer him. So Great question. Family Guy actually had a joke about that as well. Okay. Where the, the, from, the, the, the beyond part is like the back of the store where you know it's like another world. Great Anyways. Okay, yeah. uh, number 30, The Shield, a great show. You know, I always tried to get my wife to watch The Shield and she hated it. She said the camera was too shaky for her and she didn't like the way it was shot. It was too dark. Like the weird, the way the show was, uh, you know, like a lot of, especially at the beginning, they spent a lot of time in the, like that station and it did kind of look like a cheap set and it also was too dark, but they did sort of work their way out of there. Uh, another thing with The Shield is people love to talk about Hamsterdam on the wire, right? Yeah. But I believe The Shield did the exact same thing like a year before The Wire did Hamsterdam where they legalized uh, drugs as, a, as an experiment. And no one ever says, oh, they just jacked it from The Shield, this idea. Well, look, I haven't seen The Shield. So to You've me, never the seen The Shield? It's the same as Justified. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, but, but The Shield is on a lot of people's, like, a lot of, like, well, critics on. and people's, like, Hall of Fame top Well, so five I'm about list. to say, I assumed it was, but I just searched through all 30 of my list. It's not in anybody's top 50 except for you. Yeah, but that doesn't even make sense because I know so many people who it's one, of, one of, it's one of their 10 favorite shows. Well, none of the 30 people I don't who have even, into our the, podcast. Oh, you mean the people and who sent in are, are fans, you mean? I have seven different media lists. No, yeah, I don't I have, care about your media and lists. I, I, and I have 30 list. different fans who sent in their lists, and not a single person has it in their top 50 except for you. Not top somebody 50? Has it at 50? Somebody has it at 51. That's, the that's only shocking. Yeah, and I thought it was low on it. I feel like I know people who it's one of their no, favorite. I, think I don't know anything about it. I think it's Josh Grashen's favorite show of all time. Seahawks fan Josh Grashen. Okay. 29, Alaskan, this is a very... Alaskan Josh Grash. Ala- the, the Alaskan assassin, Josh Grash. I think it's uh, t- uh, 29 is a ridiculous spot for this next show. It could easily be top five. But again, I'm never going to rewatch it. And a rewatchability is, is, uh, is a portion of it. But I have seen just about every episode, maybe every episode, to be on at 9 o'clock on Nick at Nights on uh, Channel 22 back then, Nickelodeon. I Love Lucy, a show that uh, until the 90s 
was considered a great show. And uh, Andrew, um, my, my friend Andrew writes in with a question, and he, he, uh, he has a problem with this whole list. He actually thought uh, all the lists were garbage when I showed him the top ten. And so where's his told- list? Is this Andrew Parver? Yeah. Did he send in a list? Oh, I think he oh did. yeah. We have a list. And I, if I recall correctly, his list only goes 81 deep. Yeah. Well, he doesn't watch as much TV as we do. But anyway, Andrew had a good question. By the way, which it's, is, it's 79. But how pathetic is it that I have 30 lists here and I remember everybody how long each of their list is also? Oh, we, we have a good memory. Great. You have one good quality. We all know that. It's fine. Well, I don't know if that's – I think it's sort of pathetic. That but no, it, it actually ends up harming you other than maybe at work it's probably good because like you remember – things that like oh that's impressive he cares about the old case from six months ago but anyway i so he yeah so like i love lucy 29 i think he probably has i love lucy at number one or two anyway he said it is totally ridiculous that every list of best shows ever more more particular uh drama than comedy because nobody disagrees that it's the golden era of drama whereas maybe some people would say it's not that this sort of uh the last 15 years were not the golden era for sitcoms and comedic shows but he says how is it possible that like the 10 best shows ever are all cable shows from the last 10 years according to who if you were to make sort of some sort of critical list like the wire the soprano yeah. breaking bad the shield game of yeah, thrones I've, I, again i've i've averaged out the lists of one two three four five six seven eight, oh nine, so you, to, you what you're gonna do now is you're gonna take my 100 percent correct point and he asked a good question, and you're going to nerd your way out of the question by saying that the thing I know to be true is not true. In the top ten, MASH, All in the Family, The Twilight Zone, Mary Tyler Moore Show, I Love Lucy. So that's now, in to who's be fair, that is the cumulative average of all the top experts. Now, to be not fair, that's— one a, of those shows is a drama. Oh, you want it to be dramas? Yeah, we're just from, talking from dramas. Times? Why are the 10 or 15 best dramas of all time— Oh, all of them because, took place in in this century in because, the 2000s. Because beyond. well, because that's the whole point. That's the whole point of what the Sopranos did. It's because of the fact that dramas were serial. The goal of dramas back then was. But how's it possible it was, there wasn't one great drama from 1950? Until because the there Sopranos. were only three networks and nobody was taking risks. They were all doing the same thing and they were trying to make. The whole goal was that you could turn it on at 10 o'clock and turn it off at 11 o'clock and you didn't have to understand a backstory. So it had to wrap up in one episode. Well, I think have, I think that's still their goal on CBS and ABC and. Stuff. Yeah, well, and that's why they don't have any dramas anywhere in their top 10 or top 50 or top 100 even today, other than possibly Lost, which we'll discuss when we get there. I know people really like The Good Wife. I mean, look, th- th- well, there's individual shows today that, yeah, but I mean, so a- a- Andrew's a guy who's loyal to the big three networks. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think I don't think so. Uh, maybe, but I think he's I mean, loyal I can to, tell you he is. TV, I'm looking. Andrew. I'm looking at his list. He, he loves classic single, television. The only show he has on cable in the top 20 is uh, SportsCenter. So, in fact, I'm going down, down, down. I'm still looking for a cable show. Yeah, so maybe he's loyal. He had cable growing up, so it's not like America's Test Kitchen. Day. What's the show? America's Test Kitchen. It's that's a cable show. He's just testing. Well, I'm just I'm looking for a show that's on cable and chopped. That's on. Cable. He he doesn't have a. Those are the only cable shows he has in his. Top All right, so 50. he doesn't like he doesn't watch cable drama. In the curb, curb enthusiasm at fifty one. That's the first scripted show that's not on a big three network for okay. Andrew Parper. All right, let's not let's not go too far. So he's down he's Andrew a classicist. He's a classicist. Oh yes, he loves the classic TV. We used to both watch. He Nick has I Love I, Lucy at number one. My wife, my wife professes to be a huge fan of I Love Lucy. We have I Love Lucy magnets all over our fridge, but I've, I've never seen her watch the show. I've never heard her quote the show. Listen, she's busy taking care of uh, your kids while you do podcasts. Okay, yeah, number 28, The Wonder Years, a show that uh, didn't live on, I think mostly because it was so hard to license the music. I'm not, I think it's on Netflix now, but it, was, you know, it has so many like top-tier songs that are a zillion dollars licensed that it's literally impossible. Did you have and a crush th- on Danica McKellar? Yeah, of course. Everyone did. Well, I don't know who that is. but that's Winnie Cooper. That's... You never saw 
You never saw uh, the one I, of yours? I could Not only have I never seen it, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. I, could, I don't know if it's a comedy or drama. I don't know who was on it. I don't know the theme. I don't know the channel. Well, it's sort of like, I think it was a one hour sort of like uh, dark comedy, dramedy, sometimes comedy. The main character everybody wore a jet jacket. That's all list. you need to know. It's got a, it's on a lot of lists. Most it's on a lot of lists. Yeah, people of a certain yeah. age. I think a little bit older than me, probably people yeah. would, would have it all on right. their list. Okay, no comment, but... You never Don't seen the Wonder Years. I feel like you have to watch an episode of the Wonder Years. We should really have just we, what we should have done is we should have like watched an episode of every one of these shows. We should have stretched this out for a hundred weeks, canceled all the football stuff. Yeah, my I team's mean, it, my team's gonna be so bad next year. There's no reason to do it. It'd be show. a decent podcast, yeah, but it's his own show. It's like every yeah. week we do one. Yeah. Oh, every week. Yeah. We, do, we now we, we just we can't release a, this because I feel like yeah, we do a hundred hundred shows of the hundred best shows and we discuss a, you know an episode from each. But all right. it's actually a really good idea. Anyway. 27. Someone else could steal it. Feel free. Just invite us on as guests once. Uh, 27. Eastbound and Down. I love Eastbound and Down. Uh, I think if you miss it, there's a show coming on in just a couple months called Vice Principals or Vice Principal with Danny McBride. That's basically going to be... Everything Danny McBride does is the same, honestly. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, What's the the Foot Fist Way? Is that his movie? Yeah. Good movie, but the same. It's the exact same. Except that it's karate instead of baseball. Yeah, but he's a delight. And this is going to be school instead of baseball. I have it a 92 on my list. I don't love it. I think it's overrated. um, Just because it's another one of those where I think you see a five in a clip online. It's pretty much the same. It's... The same idea every episode, so it's like, all right, this one he gets in a fight with Will Ferrell, and this one he gets in a fight with, you know. Yeah, the Will Ferrell stuff is probably the weakest stuff of the whole series, but such a funny show. Never stop laughing. Love Eastbound. Sad that it's gone, but I think uh, Vice Principal, it's him and... It's I'm like, more excited for Vice Principal than I was Well, who's the, who's the other guy? It's not someone that you'd normally expect. Who is it? What's his name? Oh, Walton Goggins, right, from uh, from a lot of cable dramas like uh, like Justified. He's like a serious guy, so he's you know doesn't normally do comedy. I do think Vice Principal will be really good. Uh, continuing my Hollywood Handbook theme, uh, Hayes Davenport also wrote on the show. They filmed it. They oh, it looks. I guess they must have filmed two seasons already because he mentioned writing on it like two years ago, and it hasn't even come out yet. So it looks like they filmed two seasons of the show already. But I'm excited for that. You're gonna watch it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna watch. You were an HBO yeah. loyalist. You lo- you've watched everything HBO's ever done. Pretty much. And like a, been did shows... you even watch Arliss? Uh, no. I mean, that was before my time. But right. No. But like, I like The Brink, which only had one season. I really liked The Brink. I thought it had a lot what of What about potential. The Horse it... Show? What was that called? Luck? Yeah, I did not. Yeah, with Dustin Hoffman, where they killed a bunch of horses. I did not watch that one. Yeah, because you they didn't kill enough horses. Isn't that what you told me? <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you heard my previous comments about Catherine the Great. I like horses in, in the bedroom. I don't like them. No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Could you have the reference your horrible joke that you should probably cut out of the last podcast? Okay. Uh, Welcome Back Cotter is my number 26. This show could be one. I love Welcome Back Cotter more than anything else in the world. Wow. So why is it 26? Well, because it wasn't that good of a show. Because <laughs> it would be stupid to have it over. Just like yeah, nobody. Jim Crumley has it in 92. No one else has it anywhere on their list. Listen, it, it wasn't a show after, other than the like 1130 slot on Nick at Night. For a, like, I don't know. Any sitcom that was on before 1990, I don't know anything about. Well, it, it was on. You never watched Nick at Night in the, in the 90s? No, because I didn't have ca- I didn't have the cable. Oh, right, you didn't have My cable, pay- and then you were dorming. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Uh, yeah. So I, I was. Listen, I had nothing to do but watch cable TV all night. So I, yeah. I, I saw a lot of those shows. Did you have um, a TV in your room? Okay, so I've my my dad has said the biggest Son of mistake. A rabbi, I'm shocked about how much yeah, TV he's letting you listen, watch. Listen, the biggest mistake he's ever he ever made in his life. He he will say this. We could ask. Oh, him right he's now, told this to me. Yeah, is is putting a cable television in my room for my I think ninth birthday. It's, it's insane to me that he did that. It okay, because we didn't really have – when we moved out of Queens, we didn't have like a great family room 
for uh for TV. Like it was it been downstairs, and I was probably like at nine years old. Like I wouldn't have wanted to like be downstairs by myself at like nine thirty watching a baseball game. <laughs> Whoa, they're monsters downstairs. So like I'm sure he just didn't want me in his room watching like the Nick game or whatever in his room. So oh, your parents got... have a TV in their bedroom also? They had a TV in their bedroom. Oh, I, I don't mean to, you know, get too much into your parents' personal business, sure. but you know, you know all these studies that show that a, a television in the bedroom leads to a much dampened uh, sex life. Um uh, okay. There's nothing I can say. Familiar, you My parents have four that? kids. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's no. I'm serious. There's a lot of studies about that. Although that might be correlation more than causation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can tell you the opposite. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yet he finds time to podcast. Yeah, so. a lot of time to podcast. My wife said, "Oh, it takes seven hours for your podcast." I don't care. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think. I think you redeemed that joke. It stays in. Yeah, there we go. There was one kid in my class in elementary school who had a TV in her bedroom, and all of her siblings did. I hope that no one who knows who I'm talking about is listening, because like, even as a kid, I, I, it made me realize how irresponsible her parents were. It was like... You know, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, my dad, like, he's many times called it the biggest mistake of his whole life. I mean, I'm sure he screwed up worse with some of my sisters afterwards, but... Wow, your sisters are internet celebrities. Well, one of them. The other, yeah. you know, what, the other one, he can't even be an internet celebrity. Forget it. And, and the third one isn't even on the internet. Also, like when we're talking about me having a, a cable TV in my room when I was eight or nine or whatever, I want to say it was nine. Could have been eight. Could have been ten. It is I watch so much sports even then. Like there is no way to like not let me watch sports. So it was just like. I, I remember they had to. You know, it was like it's was funny because no I was I was as obsessed with sports as you, except I had no access to television. So, as an example, uh, in the 1992 NBA draft, I remember getting an argument with with Micah and Aaron, two boys in my class, about who should be picked, and I said something about Shaquille O'Neal, and they both started dying of laughter. Oh, that's that I said, funny. Because I only knew him from reading about him in the yeah, newspaper. Chuck Osterman, who grew up in North Dakota, has said like similarly that like he didn't even have a TV or radio, so he would like. Whatever he knew about sports was literally just from reading Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Shaquille. Shaquille. <laughs> yeah. All right. But uh, okay. But now, is that why you watch so much TV? But you watch the most TV of anybody I know now, basically. Is that why you're like still And then for up? the rest of uh, elementary school, I, uh, even my early high school years, I referred him simply as BFB, Big Fat Blob, which is funny because he actually wasn't fat at all. Like in his magic years, he was completely lean. Were you? That's but a I really hated him, uh, cool so. nickname, by the way. Yeah. I just, uh, I were, you, were you a so big much. Kazam fan? <laughs> no, I just thought I hated Shaq. Um, I, it wasn't until he joined the Lakers with Kobe, who was a more hateful. Did you hate him for like I... a nerdy statistical reason? Like I think his efficiency is not quite what it should be. I just hate him because I thought he was ruining the league because he was too big and dominant, and you know he he wasn't he he was hard to. Uh, and also, I hated how he left Orlando and went to the Lakers. Although now that that document that thirty for thirty came out, I realize it's because the, the it's the owner's fault one hundred percent. But at the time, I you know I just bought into the media, and of course the media is in the pocket of the owners and not the players. So the traditional media. Anyway. I, I love. Uh, uh, you mean the lamestream media? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think maybe ooh, maybe Donald Trump will pick Louis C.K. as a running mate. Oh, welcome back, Cotter. Uh, everyone should check out an episode. See if it holds up. Let me know. Loved it. Uh, love the uh, Mystery Show podcast episode about the Welcome Back, Cotter Knapsack. Mystery Show. By the way, I- I'm anti-Gimlet. You know, Gimlet, the podcast network. I don't know if you listen to any of their shows. I prefer the drink. The drink? It's a drink also. You don't drink, so you don't know. It's a cocktail. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's a, it's a that's it's such a, a terrible co- joke. I'm, no, it's not a joke. It's a very good cocktail, and I have no comment about the podcast. So Anyway, how could you have a podcast that does six episodes and then takes a two-year break? What do you think? You are no. serial? <laughs> I better come back with 50 episodes. That's all I'm saying. Star Wait, Week. which one is that? I think I did see it now, but I It's great. It. Mr. Show is an amazing podcast, but they did six episodes, and they've been on a one-year hiatus after six episodes. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work. It is. They've got to go solve a lot of mysteries. 
Look, not everybody can record two hours worth of podcasts before 11 o'clock. Listen, in the morning. it's very easy for us because we have no, there's no overhead to the podcast. We, there's no like interviews. We just come on with. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's just the sacrificing of our professional lives and family lives. <laughs> All right, what's next on your list here? Can we take a break now? Wait, really? Why? It's my wife's home. So? Hey. You can't. Hold on one second. You need to say hi to Chester. Just say it. You can talk. Hello, Chester. Hello, Mary Wienerker. No, that, that's that's not my wife. No, that's, isn't that your daughter? Oh, Mary, I had a different first name. Sorry, I forgot Adira. about that. Adira. A-D-I-R-A. Your, your name rhymes with your Abba's name. Did you know that? Akiva Adira? Yeah. No, I'm say hi. Say hi, I know him. It's 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 Mr. Chester to you, know him. Mr. Chester. Wait, wait, Chester. Get my phone. All right, what, what's going on? Are we doing it or no? Chesty Westy. Okay, Akiva, twenty-five. All right, twenty-five is a really great show. It's only had two seasons in. It's only gonna have a third season. Of course, I'm talking about the leftovers. Uh, season one was amazing. Season two was amazing in its own way. Not sure where they're going to really wind up season three in terms of like, is it going to be able, is is the third season, I think it's maybe even a truncated third season, I'm not sure, uh, going to be good enough to move this up the list? Because that's not a lot of episodes, 25 to 30 episodes for a series, you know, to compete with the heavy hitters in the top 10. But the first two seasons were so good, it can't move down so much. Are you a Leftovers fan? No, uh, I'll note 11 of our 30 people have it in their lists, and everybody who does has it 35 or higher. Yes, it's the type of show that if you've watched them all, there's no way you could say, and it's not good. And a lot of people didn't like the beginning season of the one. show. Maybe some people yeah, think I, I, it didn't I take started off the it, end you, of season one. You told me to, so I started it. I watched the first episode and a half. I didn't like it. You told me season two gets better, but I was already out, so... Oh, you never went back and watched it? No. You told me I have to... But how could you watch HBO and not watch one of their best shows ever? I don't know. You're an HBO fanboy. Can you make that your show? You really have to give it a chance. There's a hundred... When we finish finish this list, we will each give our each other homework assignments. And if that's the number one show you want me to watch, then I'll watch it. Okay. Well, we'll have to see if that's... I did give it a try. Can I make you watch all like 32 seasons of The Challenge? (laughs) If we have to commit to it. Okay, yeah, so if you haven't watched The Leftovers, there's not much more to say other than you should watch it. Number 24. All right, number 24. Number 24, everyone knows the name of uh, of this show. It's Cheers. Uh, great show, really, bef- like almost too good for its time. Well, wasn't it way before your time also? Yeah, but it was rerun enough when I was a kid that I was able to watch most, although I certainly have not seen every episode. Yeah. So this is the first show... Other than I Love Lucy and Friends that we've mentioned that is in the media top 20. I don't care about the media top 10 or top 20 because the media top 20 is garbage. If The what, Shield's what, not even in anybody's top 50, I don't care about it. I don't care what the media say. So, uh, all right. We'll discuss when we get to the top you 10. You got some – you basically – you accumulated a few really bad lists and you're using them to – as I some mean, sort of TV, TV guy. Yeah, if, if you want to count all the 30 Hollywood of our reporter. listeners, I have a lot more credence Hold on. there. No. T- Akiva, every single main pop culture source, TV Guide, Entertainment Weekly, The Hollywood Reporter, I get IMDb, all my news from TV Guide. I don't know about you. IMDb. Like, these are like the primary sources of... By the way, the only reason I didn't use Metacritic is Metacritic only ranks seasons, not entire series. Ah. Cheers is a good show. Fine. Number 23. 
The Mary Tyler Moore Show, another classic television show. I think it was on at 10 or 10.30 on Nick at Night. Really a great block. You, you, you missed that if you weren't watching the I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler yeah, and Moore. Yeah, and that's number 10 all time in the cumulative media list. Great so show. That... Um, I will, I will uh, a heavy recommendation, probably the biggest recommendation I've given so far. Even if you've never seen an episode, you don't want to see a full episode. Uh, well, you should watch one episode. Go check out the Chuckles the Clown uh, Dies episode. So it's really considered one of the great television episodes of all time. It's on any list that's in the top 10 of any sitcom top 10. An amazing episode. A great cast for Mary Tyler Moore. I even like the spinoff Rhoda, not the other spinoffs Phyllis and whatever. It's funny. For a guy who's such like a homer for Minneapolis and Minnesota, it's surprising, but I have no interest in this show. Okay. Well, now it's kind of dated, but really, really, uh, I bet it holds up in terms of uh, you'd still be able to watch it and laugh. Another show, female-centric show that I really liked. Number 22, Veronica Mars. I'm sure you didn't watch it. Correct. It was on, I think it started on UPN, and then it was one of the only UPN shows to make the uh, merger between WB and UPN into the CW. I actually didn't see the Veronica Mars movie. I had no interest in it. But, and also, I don't like crowdfunding anything. But, uh, except I would be happy to crowdfund my uh, Seinfeld podcast trip to Australia for the finale. Yeah. Um, I think By the way, this that- is another show that if you like it, you really like it. Only three people out of 30 have it on their lists, but all three have it in the top 35. Sure, really. I, it's one of the only shows, maybe the only show that I regularly regularly watched with my wife. Uh, really a fun show. A little dark, a little, also similar to my complaint about Justified. Felt cheap at times. Clearly the budget was stretched a lot of the time. But Kristen Bell is so great in those early seasons. Such a smart show. A lot of fun. A lot of like uh, good sort of young actors in there. And uh, and it would be a good binge, I think, if you've never seen it. But uh, I feel like the type of person who would like it has already seen it. Yeah. No, nobody watched it, though. The ratings were always abysmal. Yeah. Although, although the I truth mean, is, abysmal ratings on, like, the CW or UPN in 2008 still beats, like, most NBC and Fox shows now. <laughs> uh, number 21, uh, hard to say a show like this is better than, say, Cheers or I Love Lucy. But again, these are my favorite shows, not necessarily the 100 greatest shows of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, you're, you're moving the goalposts here. Uh, it's very sentimental for me because uh, I watch it so many times when I was a kid. I've seen every episode a thousand times. And we're talking about Saved by the Bell, a show that I know you've never seen, which is totally insane because it's all I kids. Know, I don't know the difference between about. Saved by the Bell and Beverly Hills 90210. You don't even – I mean, one is a comedy. One is a drama. <laughs> Wait, Really? Yeah, Saved by the Bell is the sitcomiest show of all time. Yeah, with, with Screech and with the guy with the big phone. Zach. Yeah. Oh my god. And then I mean, Mario I Lopez was was it Mario Lopez say by the bell. Mario Lopez was involved. I think we should do a separate one-off podcast of this show since it's you know not football season yet and and you and I should watch an episode of Save by the Bell in the next few weeks. All right, number 20, another show that's kind of ridiculous to rank. Saturday night Li- Saturday night live. Um, you know, it's again, it's a show that nobody's seen every single episode of Including Lauren Michaels, who's never seen I the beg, five years. I beg, to, I beg to differ. <laughs> what you have seen every episode of SNL? I, not every single episode, but I've probably seen more than anybody. Including, I've probably seen more than Lauren Michaels. Well, he says because he's never watched he, a single episode of the uh, my former when boss, he wasn't uh, th- Dick Yeah, when he wasn't there, yeah, he watched nothing. And I went through anything that's basically available online. I've seen so like the entire season one, two, three, four. Like there's DVDs of those. But some of the intermediate seasons, they don't have DVDs of the entire season. The, ya- the stuff on Yahoo now is garbage. Yeah, but they have best ofs. Well, I, I, I'm saying I, I would like when I back when I was getting Netflix DVDs in the mail, every single SNL DVD that they had, I got. 
So I've tried to see as much as possible. Okay, I love era. when I make like a correct point and you're like the one weirdo outlier for my points. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, the point is SNL, it's like a weird show to rank. You could rank it one, you could not rank it. You know, even in every episode, so there's stuff that's good and stuff that's terrible. Where is your, what is your favorite SNL era? Okay, good question. Um, right now, this season. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, anybody our age is going to say is going to say like the Sandler, uh, you know, starting with the end of Farley, like that Sander, uh, Sandler, like Mike Myers type time. You know, you're basically picking between like 94 and 97. It's not the era. It's not the Mo- Will Ferrell, Mo- Molly Shannon era that, you know, I've seen. I haven't missed too many SNLs, honestly, in the last 20 years. I've seen most of them. It's definitely not that era. I did like I will say also the Wig Samberg uh, Hater Sudeikis era is up there for me. Yeah. Well, you know, so I made a ranking of every single SNL character, uh, actor of all time. Yes. My all-time cast. Should I tell you my all-time cast? Yeah, sure. All right. It's Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. who I have number one all-time. Eddie Murphy. He, he, was just, he just wasn't on the show long enough. His ceiling was obviously the highest. Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. John Belushi. Somewhat similar, but I think you could use them both. Dan Aykroyd. Bill Hader. Kristen Wiig. Jane Curtin and Gilda Ratner. That would be my all-time cast. Okay. I and mean, some of these people you'd have to bring back from the dead, but other than that, it's a good idea. Yeah. And I would say I actually I mean I have Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman a little bit higher and D- and Daryl Hammond a little bit higher, but you know, you need enough women on the show. Do you um I know you cry over elections. Did did you cry during SNL 40? No, but I mean I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. It could have been like 4 hours shorter, but other than that it was great. Really ultimately the the Eddie thing from SNL 40 kind of ruined the night a little bit. That he refused to do anything. That Eddie Murphy refused to do anything. Yeah, he was really bad. And in, had he been in that Jeopardy sketch or whatever the sketch was that they wanted him to be in, that would have changed the whole night. But it was great. It was fun. Uh, number 19, a show people had really high. Uh, I was shocked how high people had this show. Uh, and it's uh, we're talking about The Office. Uh, the American Office. I already ranked the uh, UK Office in like the 50s somewhere. Uh, I love The Office. The problem is... I'm going to be a hypocrite because there are shows even in the top 10, even maybe even higher, you know, very high up that ended poorly that I still have ranked very highly. The post Corel office has many, many unwatchable episodes. Yeah. Were you an office fan? Yeah, I have it number 15 on my list. Very similar to you. I have it as a Hall of Fame show. And mm-hmm. you're right. The end of the show was so bad. So bad. It, I mean, it ru- the, first of all, it, it I hate James Spader. I detest James Spader. Any episode he's in is immediately unwatchable. Yeah. But they even messed up Jim Carrey. Like, that could have been a great character. He was awful on that show. Yeah. Will Ferrell. I think, I think The Office is, is Kevin Garnett in a sense that because it got so bad at the very end, people forget how good it was at its peak. Oh, I thought you were going to say because it only won one championship, and even then it was oh. sort of like riding the coattails. <laughs> riding the th- coattails of who? <laughs> Ray Allen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to punch you in the head. Um, I think that the Jim Pam romance... So far, greatly exceeds probably any ro- any any sort of uh, relationship on you know certainly the Ross Rachel thing any oh, sitcom come on. Sa- Sam and Sam I mean, and Diane we- beat Sam and Diane with a with a hammer like it, even a, dramatic I, even dramatic relationships no way. that, that have Ross an and hour, Rachel the ev- thing about Ross and Rachel that Friends did really well is they managed to keep it going for all nine years of the show sure so do you think that the they, they should have not Pam gotten Jim- together. they should have just ma- they should have insulted the viewers audience and waited till the series finale for them to be together. I don't know, but once they got married, it got sort of boring. Sure. Okay. And, You're and totally also, right. like, but Pam, ultimately, Pam's, their chemistry Pam's was so strong that they had. was a good character. 
Yeah, their chemistry was so strong that they had to get married. Yeah, Jim, by the way, who, you know, he's, he's the most eligible bachelor in the office. But that's, you know, a fast horse in a very, very slow race. Uh, you know, the only... Don't knock Kevin other, right now. Well, <laughs> the only other guy he'd really be competing with is gay, is Oscar. And, you know, Kevin is for some, but not for others. Um, but I'm they turn Jim... They turn Jim into such like a sex object for that reason that like you know before he ends up with Pam, every single smoking hot girl who guest stars on the show is like dating him. And like I'm sorry, like when you're like a paper guy making twenty five grand a year, you know you're not you're not you're not pulling down that kind of tail. You're not. Oh, what are you talking about? Who are the people coming in? They're also working in a paper factory. You're such a jobist. No, but they're all these smoking hot girls though. Yeah, but why why are they in the Dunder Mifflin paper factory? This is the worst take of all time. They're not there for a boyfriend. He's a good-looking guy who has a lot going for him. They, the person there uh, is working in Scranton. This isn't no. one of the masters of the universe. I'm sorry. It's no, not they try someone at your dumb equi- white shoe law no, firm. They, they try and make him equivalent to like Jerry Seinfeld, but Jerry Seinfeld in the show Seinfeld also happens to be. Oh, a really wait, popular are you the pulling tail uh, correspondent, right for our <laughs> show? Are you the expert? Well, I, I I did listen to Bill Simmons' podcast with Michael Rapaport yesterday. Are you, are you a legendary are, stick man? <laughs> I mean, those podcasts are so good because Rappaport is so off his Rappaport must. I mean, the, like he comes in with like 14 cups of caffeine. They are amazing. Yeah. Podcasts. <laughs> and it's funny how like he was offended that people think he's performing. He's like, I'm not performing. I'm just a psychopath at all yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> Your take is literally garbage. Write in. Tweet at us. If you agree that uh, that the Jim couldn't pick up people who are coming to make a deal in a paper office because he only made th- thirty no, grand. No, but they're smoking hot women who from New York or whatever who are in there. So for like why, an hour. why is John Krasinski not a smoking hot guy? He's not. He's not a smoking hot guy. He's, He's a really attractive of a, guy of a supermodel. He's okay. Who again, who is better looking, John Krasinski office, for a man nobody. or Jenna Fisher for a woman? They're pretty equivalent. But while, before he settles with her. He's with every single like that's what I'm saying. He's with every this single superstar. This is such a terrible take. Hold on, do I? If do anybody thinks online? that Chester's list is better than mine, just Hold remember on. this horrible opinion. Well, this is not. A, do you want me to go online and get a list of every single um, actress who guest starred on the show who Jim dated? This is the stupidest thing ever. Jerry's like a struggling comedian, and he's struggling landed. comedian. He's on the Tonight Show. He's got his own show on NBC. What are you talking? He about? He had his own show for one episode. It's the shortest run show in the history of television. He makes so much money that he could buy his dad cars left and right. Well, hold on. It's like it, it, who's he's like on the a first equivalent basis of Jerry? With, with Dave like Letterman. Kurt Metzger. Like what kind of like is he is he you know uh, like going after supermodels every night? I don't understand what you're well, saying. Kurt Metzger is a much less attractive man than Krasinski or Seinfeld. Okay, I will not have you blaspheme Kurt Metzger. Okay, but also, but hold on. But it was also it was a running joke on Seinfeld that even Jerry Seinfeld, being a more eligible bachelor than John Krasinski, it was still a running joke. The fact that he dated every single hot model and actress in in Hollywood in the 90s that they all went on. Uh, thanks for your Seinfeld lesson. All right. Number 18 is another number. Uh, not 18. It's 24. When people talk about the era of amazing shows, I think 24, like I have Alan Sepinwall's book here somewhere. Uh, it's called The Revolution Was Televised. Do you have that book? Yes, I do. It's about like the top 12 shows of all time. I believe he has a chapter on The Shield, Mr. Shield Snob, who's never going to watch The Shield, and it's not in your top 50, whatever. Not mine. Anybody's. Yeah. Literally so, anybody. Well, Mr. Seppenwald, the different most influential here. TV critic of our time, maybe of anyone's time, has it in his book. And But I don't believe he has anything on 24. I could be wrong. 24 might be in there, actually. I'm not sure. And I think the book is right here. So I could literally bend down and check, but I'm not going to. How much of the appreciation for 24 is tied to the gimmick? 
of okay. the fact that it was. So I do think the show doesn't age well. There was actually I saw a thread recently on Facebook where it was like rank your uh, rank the uh, twenty four seasons, and I I would rank them like one two three four five stopped watching, <laughs> but yeah. I, you know but this, it's it I guess the gimmick is amazing, but you're not going to punish it for that. The first season is so incredible. I was in an elevator in college going to class. And this kid I've never saw before or again turns to me and he's like, you ever watch 24? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, like I watch it. I'm up to date. He's like, this was, I guess, in season three, maybe. He's like, I just, uh, I, like, I didn't do any work. Like, I stayed in. I didn't go home this week and I didn't do anything. Like, I watched, like, 56 episodes of 24. I'm caught up. Like, he literally, like, took a break for, like, an hour to sleep and binged, like, 56 episodes. So he of watched show. it in real time. Basically. Like the show. <laughs> He uh, like it's like it was so exciting. It was the first bingeable show like that. It's not like people were binging Hill Street Blues in the eighties or ER in the nineties. Like it was really the first binge ever. It's for you know we forget now. Like I, I actually think the show would be terrible on a rewatch, except for maybe season one and even season one and two. There were some totally ridiculous, like the Cougar and the. There was a lot of terrible episodes. Uh, really, a lot of the non Kiefer Sutherland cast was terrible throughout the whole series. Like there was always a few really good actors and some. People who stood out as being terrible. Marilyn I'm a big Rice fan Cup of Marilyn Rascue. Mar- Marilyn Rice Cup is really good. But anyway, a 24. By the way, is this when I tell you I've never watched a full episode of 24? Really? Yeah. I'm not really interested. I, I don't really watch network shows, honestly. He's such a snob. Don't worry, guys. He's not just a snob. He thinks only rich people can land attractive women. That was his take for the last show. This take is that he doesn't, he's not going to be. It's funny how anti middle America. Uh, the Minnesotan is, and the New Yorker has to defend them. Maybe that guy who emailed us was right. The guy who emailed and said, like, that I speak down. Well, I do speak down to the middle American I'm speaking to now. But maybe I do have to explain basic concepts to you. Oh, my God. All right. And continue. I, 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 I forget what we were talking about, but I, I told Rob last week. Like, you, because you, oh, you rode in with, like, a long diatribe to the Seinfeld podcast about New York City and, like, why we have to, like, focus more on how New York City Doorman, yeah, because you asked is. me to in the previous episode, because some, some rube from middle America said, do they even have doorman anymore? And I was like, do you people still drive cars? And, and so it was this, the Minnesotan, he's not even from Minneapolis, he's probably from the garbage one, whatever it's called, St. Paul or something. The <laughs> uh, garbage one. Which one are you from? Minneapolis or St. Paul? No, no. St. Saint- Paul is to Minneapolis, I would agree, as like Oakland is to San Francisco or, you know, as New so Jersey better? is to New York. No. Worse. Yeah. St. Paul's fine. They have the wild. They have the state fair. That's about it. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so you're schooling us on New York stuff, the Minnesota. Anyway, number 17, a show that's been on the air for 17 years. I'm just guessing, but I think I nailed it. I think it's 17 years. South Park. So here's the question that I honestly have about South Park. Let's talk about South Park versus Family Guy. And I've seen the... every episode of South Park. Have you? No. And I don't say that to be like a nerdy brag, but just like I think every show going forward, I think you have to have – if you need a show in your top 10 or 15, you have to have watched every episode. Hold on. So talk about a nerdy brag. Uh, I, I may have told you this story before. I, I was living in an arbor. At, By the, the way, they're up to my, season uh, – they finished season 19. So When my wife was in college and she took a class at a certain point, it was a spring class. There were eight people in the class. The eight people in the class were Jake Long, who was the number one pick in the NFL draft – uh, later that semester. Yeah, you left Jake Long alone alone with your girlfriend? 
No, I went, oh, I'll get to that. Uh, Jamar Adams, who was the starting safety on that Michigan team, and this is the Michigan team, by the way, who was number two in the country and lost to Ohio State 42-39 and then should have got a rematch in the championship and didn't, whatever. This was a great Michigan team. Um, Jamar Adams, who was a starting safety on that team and also I think was in the NFL, and Mike Hart, who on campus was the biggest star of that team, was the running back, and yeah, he also he was, was in the NFL, star. although he didn't last long. So those three were in this class and my wife and four others. So your wife only took easy classes? Yeah, so the curve was very favorable to her in this class. So this class was a complete joke. So I come with her to class one day, and I, I'm sitting in this class with her, and the teacher says, all right, today we're going to do something. We're just going to watch Wait, a show. Why are you auditing this class? Because there's three football players in it? Yeah, she told me they were in the class, so I came to, to see them, basically. Oh, just once, not every time? No, just this one time, yeah. So I get to class, and he says, all right, uh, for the next hour and a half, we're going to watch a movie because I don't want to teach today. You guys have two options. Option number one is Bush's Brain, which is a documentary on Carl Rove. And option number two is we can just watch a couple episodes of South Park. So they took a vote. Would you like to guess the results of that vote? Yeah, eight zero South Park or your wife voted for Bush's Brain. No, I was there. I voted for Bush's Brain. It was eight to one. <laughs> so, wait, <laughs> what, were you the swing? Is that why she invited you to class? So you could be the swing vote? But yeah, the, Did the teacher know players, you weren't in the class? No, this teacher was high out of his mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I have more stories about that one. That, that one hour and a half was highly entertaining. Jamar Adams tried to convert me, actually. He was a deeply religious fellow. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I've never... So anyway, so what I was going to say about South Park, though, is the reason that, as we said, sort of the politically correct, the, the those in the in crowd hate Family Guy is Family Guy's politics are deemed offensive because of its, you know, it sort of kicks down in its humor a lot of ways. And it's against you know women and minorities, et cetera. But Seth MacFarlane is sort of a liberal in good standing. Again, he pokes fun in all directions, but you know politically, he you know who's represented by Brian on the show is sort of has the quote unquote right political opinions. South Park, on the other hand, does not have the quote unquote right political opinions. South Park, you know, South Park Republicans was a meme in the '90s and was sort of known for representing people like, frankly, like Donald Trump voters, sort of low information young males who are yeah. Just but sort Matt of, and Trey know, are liber- just so left wing that they are not even Democrats. I think is basically what. Ultimately- well, they're libertarian, but they're yes. seen to identify more with the Republican Party than the Democratic Party. I, there's a hundred percent chance they're feeling the burn, though. Team America World Police was, you know, really attacked. Leftists much more than rightists. Now, I'm not saying I have any problem with that. I'm just confused. By the way, you know, no, people don't really say rightists. Well, e- either way, the point is, I'm just confused as to why all the people who are left of center who are mad at Family Guy for its politics are totally cool with South Park for its politics. When, when there's been, like, political scientists have written many articles about South Park politics and about how they have swung our country to the right politically, or at least our generation. So I'm very confused by that. Not a criticism, just a wonderment. Now I hear what you're saying. I, I want to talk about Scott Tennerman. I don't get that reference. Well, that's like the most famous episode of the show. It's the best episode of South Park. He makes him eat his parents. It's a great show, South Park. uh, I've seen many episodes. I I don't watch it. I had a friend who was bored at work one day. This is like in the pre-Netflix era. It's probably like four years ago. And he said, just like, I know you've seen all the South Parks. Just like start sending me like a list of like your five favorite South Parks. And I did. And like three hours later, he's like, all right, send me your next five. And like eventually, (laughs) eventually by like the 80 episodes, he's like, okay, you know, now I've sort of hit. Like uh, diminishing returns, but were you in, were you in Yeshiva University during the South Park Minion scandal? This is not going to be interesting for anybody. And no, I think this is just indicative of how big of a cultural phenomenon it was. It, South Park was on at Wednesdays at eleven p.m. when in about two thousand two, two thousand three. Is that correct? I think it's usually on at ten, but okay. Well, maybe it was ten, maybe it was eleven. Whatever time it was, this is not. This story is not going to translate to our listeners. Well, I think it does because uh, we went to a, uh, you went to and I was there for one year and I was there this year and apparently you weren't because we didn't overlap. Still. Yeah. yeah, you were still studying abroad, I think. Yes. 
there was a, a, a 10 minute evening prayer service at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, whatever the relevant time is. Not mandatory, you should add. I mean, it, well, it's not mandatory by the school, but it's mandatory by those who adhere to the, you know, the precepts yeah, who, of the That's religion. not what people, the point is like, it's not like everyone had to be there. Yeah, but you yeah, but, you you know, many, many people on campus would go, obviously. Sure. And there was a movement on Wednesdays by a huge group of people because they so needed to watch South Park. And obviously, this is they organized a special prayer service to start at 9.45 instead of 10 or, or 10.45 instead of 11, specifically to accommodate that show. And they didn't do that for any other show on TV at the time or any mm-hmm. sporting event or anything like that. Okay. And so this sort of led to like, you know op-eds in the school student newspaper like oh are these the values that a religion student if i google am i going to find a really nerdy op-ed written by you no i nothing i had no opinion here because i didn't watch the show but if there was a show i wanted to watch you know have you never seen south park no i said i've seen many episodes but i don't watch it religiously when i'm told by my friends you got to watch x episode i'll watch it you've never seen scott tenerman no i don't think so that you should really check out okay i will okay akiva let's get to uh number 16 on your list yeah, so really now we're getting into, I'd say starting with South Park at 17. Like, you talk about your Hall of Fame, which uh, apparently has 45 shows in it, including Bored to Death. 19, starts at 19, my, my Hall of Fame. Well, so my, my this is like tier two now we're in, but this is like the, the this is a, like, we're st- South Park starts a new tier at 17, and now 16, Nathan for you, continues that tier. But then when I get, I think that my top 11 are ironclad. From 12 yeah. to 17 is like tier 1B. Yeah, so we're similar. I, I have my six Inner Circle Hall of Fame shows, and then 7 to 19 is, uh, you know, Outer Circle Hall of Fame. So, similar. All right, so let's uh, let's hear what's in your uh, So, Nathan Outer for Circle. you. You watch Nathan for you, right? Yep, absolutely. Where do you have it ranked? I have Nathan for you at 51. Yeah, that's very low. I mean, I don't agree, but okay. Okay, so uh, the thing is, yes, there, there haven't been a zillion episodes. What do they do, 80 a year, and there's been three seasons? Yeah, how can you com- how can you compare it to a show like Always Sunny, for example? Yeah, it is very hard to compare. What the thing is, Always Sunny is scripted. Nathan for you is trying something wholly original. Basically, you look at what went into uh, the hero episode, which is the season three finale, and he okay. The main character has to learn to tightrope, to walk on a tightrope for about four months, right? He does it without a net in uh, in Los Angeles, or maybe maybe he had a net. I don't think he had a net. First of all, no, no, you, you're spoiling people. You you can't, you can't tell people. Okay, you can't tell people the plots because it'll ruin it for them. If you watch it already, you know. And if you don't watch it, either you don't care or we want no, you. To I'm watch just it. telling you how much he goes through to listen. I know, but I'm just saying worse. it's not a show that you can go into the details of because again, either you're going to ruin it or it's okay. But all right, know, so you understand my care. point is that he's going. Above oh, and beyond appre- what anyone else I appreciate on television it. is doing. I appreciate it for sure. But let me put it this way. Of the other people who have it on their list, and, and three or four other people do, only one other person has it above 40, and nobody has it you know, hi- higher than 20. So There may be a recency bias on this list because... Well, but that's part of what I'm saying. Like you, you, can't, you can't put a show that it's a good idea and it's entertaining, but it's not. you can't say it's a Hall of Fame show when it's only it's had a, a couple of, of seasons. Show. It doesn't have a legacy. It, it doesn't have many years of performance. Oh, like, it has a legacy a, in my mind. That's all there, it needs. But, but there's a reason that the real Hall of Fames for sports require you to be retired for five years because you okay. have to have a little bit of distance right. and perspective. So should we wait until every TV show, show, show ever is done and then come back and finish this podcast? <laughs> no, that that's not how the Hall of Fame work. You don't have to wait till basketball ceases to exist. Okay, so after we'll come a back show here. is off Nathan the air. probably only has like one more year left, if I had to guess. Okay, and then, so six we'll years from back, now we can exactly, revisit. We'll it. come back in 2020, but right we'll now it's for it's number 16. Yeah, but that's a recency bias because you don't even know how it's going to hold up. Will you, will you remember 10 years from now the way you do Seinfeld? 
I'm not sure. It's such a good show. I, you could watch any episode and, and you'd be crying. Would you rather watch a random episode of Nathan For You or a random episode of Always Sunny? Uh, Nathan For You. That's crazy. I mean, the okay. only thing is it doesn't rewatch as well. Yeah, there's as no a rewatchability. So, you know, I, I talked before about. No, my, but I'd my, rather show for the first time. Like, if I wanted to show my wife, and she watches almost nothing that I watch. Okay, that's, that's fair. Because it's, but I would, it's but when I show yeah. her Nathan for you, it's the only thing that she'll watch. It's a new idea. Up. Okay, that's fine. I know that there's a similar show on Comedy Central, which you like, which I'm sure we're going to get to. So, you know, I'll, I'll let you mention it. But, it, you know, it's the same. Similar. Way. This show is real, and that show is fake. Yeah, but the point is, it's the same in that it's a unique idea. And it's, you know, it's sort of the awkwardness of, of interactions. I mean, you're right. One is real, one is fake, but they're very similar. And also the people who Nathan Finn Again, this interacts is just another with, example. You think all white people look the same. We've yeah, I do. No, no. The way that Nathan interacts with people, like the average person interacting with Nathan in Hollywood is like a wannabe reality TV star. Like they're acting if, as if much as any actor. If your qualm is the people around him and your just general suspicion of how real it is, I think that's a legitimate gripe, although I, I'd say yeah. I've no, looked into suspicion. it a lot. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm just saying it's not like people acting in their most natural setting. These are that's people fair. who know they're on TV and are trying to like get something out of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And if you go to like his subreddit and stuff, they did sort of track down some of the some of the people who are on it and and it holds up mostly. Yeah, I just I object and, and and again, you have Nathan for you and you have at least two more of these shows coming in your top 15. I object to the idea of a show that's only been around for a couple of years and doesn't have a legacy. I object to it being this high because by definition the Hall of Fame means this is a show you'll remember for your entire life. This is a show you'll tell your grandchildren about. And you can't know that when the show's like so front like so that's my objection to shows like Nathan Few being this high on the list. But it's a good show. I hear you. I hear you. Listen, that's we have that, that's, two different that's lists. That's why for the crowd reason. thinks my list is better than yours, because you you're too all right, but let's let's go on. What's your next show? All right, number fifteen. This is a, this is similar to Saturday Night Live. This is a show where this the weaker seasons are not watchable. But there's just so much gold. Uh, but also, it's just such an important show to me when I was young. It's the real world at number fifteen. Um, I remember like being home from from school sick one week, and they replayed like the fir- like a season a day, and I just watched like New York one day, and L.A. one day, and San Francisco one day, and London, and Miami, and Boston, uh, and you know, really like all the first seven seasons. Uh, and it's not just you know at this point it's inferior to the challenge, but for so many years. It was such an important show. It really started an AIDS conversation amongst the youth in the early '90s. Like it was, you know, it was it was the first show on television really to show uh, openly gay people. It was really the original reality TV show ever. So it's it, the it show even though now it's a shell of its former self. And the last three seasons they've broken format to mix success. Uh, definitely still watchable now, but uh, not nowhere near where where it once was. But a critically important show in television history. So many great moments. By the um, way, I, I need to point out sort of a critique of uh, based on something you just said. So you're talking about how similar to SNL, it's got its high points, it's got its low points. One of the reasons why you argue The Simpsons should be as low as it is on your list, which again is crazy, is the fact that you know it's had it's been on the air for 27 years and it's only been a much much must watch show for half that time. Mm-hmm. But SNL, which has been on the air for 40 years. A higher percentage of Simpsons has been entertaining than SNL. I would argue you could watch the entire decade of the 80s on SNL. And other than about 10 Eddie Murphy skits, there's nothing that has any rewatchable value whatsoever. I agree. I agree. By, by so, the way, when but, I said it was 20, you were complaining. But now I agree with what you're saying. 
Yeah, but so that but it's just crazy to me because like you have Simpsons way too low, but you don't punish other shows that have you know that don't have a hundred percent batting average for the same reasons. Listen, you uh, you're very critical of my of my of my yeah. list. Okay, all right. Ultimately, Next. everything I said was right. Next on your list. All right, so number fourteen, Friday Night Lights, uh, great show. Uh, similar to the league, the worst parts of the show were the football parts. Every game ended in a miracle. <laughs> Every game ended with, like, they really needed a vice president of common sense on set for the football stuff. It was absurd. It was the only thing Greg Easterbrook's ever been right about, was complaining about the ridiculousness of uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, uh, Michael Clark has night. this number two all time. Uh, that's very high. But uh, yeah. listen, it's a great show. Kyle Chandler really absolutely knocks it out of the park. I'm looking at yeah, nobody else has it in the top twenty. There's so many great, um, so many great actors in the show. Uh, the pilot is, other than the Lost pilot, one of the best pilots in television history. Yeah, it, it's really incredible. Like the pilot, so we talk about rewatchability. Like, would I go rewatch the whole series? Probably not, but I would watch it. And if an episode was on, I would check it out above just about any show we've mentioned so far. Uh, and I definitely, now that I'm saying this, I actually want to rewatch the pilot. The rewatchability for a drama is much more difficult than a comedy, obviously. Sure. A comedy you can... Well, you know, we're going to mention shows that uh, we're yeah. going to talk about, you know. Yeah, you can, you can flick it on at any time and, you know, you laugh for 20 minutes. Whereas a drama, it's really hard to watch an isolated episode. And so, and, and you know, and rewatchability and quotability, as I mentioned before, are such important factors to me, which is, my, which is why my list really well, I don't know who you're comedy. quoting stuff to. I imagine people who want to get away from you afterwards. But. No, I'm just saying, like, the way I talk... On a daily basis with everybody, I just drop quotes left and right, you know, like in emails to people, in phone conversations. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, the way I talk is I I quote and I cite things. And part of it is a test because if they pick up on the reference, I know this is a person that I want to spend more time with. Mm -hmm. You spend a lot of time with me, and I'm not sure if I pick up on your references. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to do it on the podcast because then it sort of sounds cliche. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I still think, I think that we, you know, we we quote Seinfeld to each other very, very frequently. Okay. Where would you have Friday Night Lights? So I have Friday Night Lights at 48, and part of the reason it suffered is because I didn't watch it live. I binged it, and this is a conversation that we're going to save when we get to Sopranos. So sort of the benefits and the costs. Um, You know, if I had watched it week to week, I think I'd have it much higher than I do. But we'll save that conversation until we get to Sopranos. Okay, number 13, a show we discussed a little bit already, but I have Louie at 13. Uh, now, you're down on Louis C.K., I think, as a person, which affects your current opinion of him. Well, you said uh, you were at, down on Louis earlier. Well, you, well I think you were downer, uh, when, but maybe off, off podcast you were, you were kind of ripping him. Yeah, so here's the thing, and, and you know, I've mentioned this for the last couple of shows, but this is, I think, why the crowd doesn't love your list. Every single show you've mentioned in the top 20, nobody else has any of those shows in the top 20. People have the show on their list. Listen, right? because like, you're a follower, and I'm trying to okay, you know, well, just well, give just my saying, opinion. You're, you're like, so, here's what you probably did. You made a list. You're like, oh, no. What will people say if I, if <laughs> exactly. I put this not cool I, show at night? I really You wanted to put Friends 1, probably. That's right. I want to be cool. That's why I tell people about my endless charts. <laughs> that's, that, that's how you get to be cool, right? Um, so, yeah. So, Mike Bloom has Louis as 18. I have Louis at 24. Look, I think Louis is a fantastic show. I also think Louis is a little bit overrated. First of all, again, it doesn't have, it doesn't have the breadth. It doesn't have as the many The first season's there. that good. The last season was hit or miss. Yeah. But there are some incredible seasons. The whole – what about the five-episode storyline where he's dating the woman who doesn't speak English? I thought that yeah, was po- great. Yeah, but it's – see, again, it's not really that rewatchable necessarily. I would agree. You know, like there's shows that I save on some my Some of DVR. the episodes I'd say are very – the weird – the problem is it breaks format so much. 
and it changes from season one to like season four. Yeah. That a really great comedy to me, you know. Um, and it's not a comedy; sunny. it's just a thirty-minute yeah. drama. Oh, no, I'm just saying. Well, but a really great comedy to me. As soon as I finish the episode, I don't delete it from my DVR. I save it because I know I'm going to want to come back to it. Always Sunny, great example of that. Even The League, you know, at its peak, was another good example of that. Um, I, you know, obviously Seinfeld. I don't rewatch um, things. It sounds like nearly as much as you do. Yeah, Curb, Curb. I've watched every Curb episode multiple times. Bored to Death. I've watched every one multiple times. Larry Sanders Show. Uh, you know, obviously Simpsons, Family Guy, things like. I that. I also am. I'm, I'm of the mind where like. The same reason I didn't watch Seinfeld for like two years before I started podcasting about it, because I like for a comedy, especially like I want it to be as fresh as possible for the next time I watch it. You know, so our our friend Shmaria back when this is before he had kids or anybody in the backseat of his car, he installed DVD players on the back of, you know, the headrests of his car and he would just play It's Always Sunny DVDs nonstop every time he got in the car. And, and he, he would just never, listen to them? And he would just listen to them. And I've done something similar. You know, I think a lot of us, especially, you know, if you, you mentioned the, uh, the network in YU before, I think a lot of us did something similar with, like, classic SNL skits, like Celebrity Jeopardies, for example. I've listened to each of the Celebrity Jeopardies, just the audio, not the video, hundreds of times. And I think I've done the same with Seinfeld. I had Seinfeld episodes audio only on my, um, my iPod once upon a time. Um, you know, you're not going to do that with a show like Louie. It's different. It, that's not what it's going for. But, you know, look, I like Louie. I have a number 24 on my list, but uh, it, it's not a Hall of Fame show. Maybe it will be one day, but it, 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 it hasn't, you know, it doesn't have the, the length or the breadth or, uh, or the heights of its career yet to justify that, in my opinion. Fair enough. As opposed to the next show on your list. Okay, number 12. We're going to have a big argument here. I have Breaking Bad at number 12. I know a lot of people had it number one, two, three, four. I think it's in the, it's. You know, I, you have all these ridiculous lists, but I think if you were just to ask the, the television critics to come up with a Mount Rushmore, and we put them in a room and said, you can't leave the room until you come up with the television Mount Rushmore, well, let me tell you tell me your four, and then I'll tell you the correct four. Well, no, because we're going to save that for our top ten conversation. No, not my top four. Just what do you think the television critics' top four would be? I, I mean, again, I know the answer because I Okay, compiled... I, but you know the wrong answer, I think. So uh, the, I mean, <laughs> I can I can tell you. Have it's you, the Wire, well, the Sopranos, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. the Wire, the well, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, and Mad Men. There's not there's not a debate. Okay, so first of all, it d- d- depends how you define a Mount Rushmore. Because if a Mount Rushmore it has to have historical value, so they would have an older show, for example, they would have All in the Family. Oh You're saying God. what do they consider the best show? All in the Family is not a not a drama. Well, you, okay, you didn't say that. You said the best TV show. It's not drama. We're talking about drama. Okay, fine. Everyone okay, knows so what the I'm best saying, for you. So I, I can tell you what it is from the media rankings. Sopranos, in, The Wire, yeah. yes. Breaking Bad, yes. and Mad, Mad Men. Men. Yeah, I Correct. just said that. Yeah, well, but I was just scrolling down because Mad Men is overall all the way down to 12. Yeah, no, I agree Mad Men would be fourth. But the point is I understand it's on the Mount Rushmore. And I yeah. do have a lot of comedies in the top uh, in the top eleven. Now hold on, I just have a question. I don't know. A couple of these shows are higher rated, but I'm not sure. Is the Twilight Zone? That's not a drama, is it? Does it count as? Yeah, a it's drama? a drama. Okay, so then the Twilight Zone's higher than Mad Men. Okay, I mean, listen, it's so old and school. Twin Peaks? I, What's Twin Peaks? It's a drama. Okay, yeah, but, but we're really talking about dramas from the last twenty five years. Yeah, modern era, TV. the the, the yeah. golden era of television. Yeah, Mad Men's a distant fourth. Game of Thrones, by the way, is you know. Uh, on modern lists now, you know the media list that I have. Most of those lists were made, you know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand thirteen. So Game of Thrones doesn't benefit from that. I think that already lists that are being made today, Game of Thrones is higher, and I think ultimately, Game yeah, of but Thrones it doesn't matter because Lost would have been on any Mount Rushmore in season three or four, and it's on zero now, and that's because 
the shows yeah, have but, to stick the landing. Breaking Bad stuck well, yeah, the landing, according to a lot of people. Now yeah. we're talking about Breaking Bad, so so you think Game of Thrones isn't going to stick the landing, right? So if it does, it it it, it will historically be looked at very favorably. But if it yeah. doesn't, it could slide. Yeah, well, that, that's why you got to wait, you know, to vote on the Hall of Fame. But sure. Um, anyway, yeah, so I, I break look, I, I Breaking wanna, Bad. I you think this is the most egregious ranking, right? No, you've had many more egregious rankings. I want to withhold my further comment until we get into my top ten because you know Breaking Bad is obviously in my top ten. I'll leave it at that. So yeah. let, let's get let's get to your number eleven, which is not in my top ten. Wait, so I can't say anything about Breaking Bad because you're it's not in your no, top you, ten. No, you you've just said quite a bit about it, and I think we'll discuss it more. Again, like when we talk about the top ten, we got to acknowledge our fan, our, our listeners' top ten. You know, Breaking Bad is a consensus top ten show according to everybody, according other than you. So let's wait until we get there to talk about it. Okay, so now the start of my Hall of Fame, and again, this has had the least episodes of the shows in. My... Well, hold on. So if you have a cutoff at eleven, then instead of mentioning eleven and then pausing, should we just pause here and then we'll. Start Start with 11? Sure. Okay. So so before we do that, you know, first of all, so let me go through my sort of shows that I have between 50 and 11 that you did not mention. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. King of the Hill. I don't think you mentioned it. It was a solid no, show. I've only I seen at, a couple episodes. I have it at 49. Veep. You don't, you don't watch Veep for some reason? Yeah. Veep was on my list. We had a long talk about it uh, in, in the 100 to 51. Oh. Okay. I forgot. It was Sorry. my 65th show. Fresh Prince. Uh, no, I didn't have it on, but uh, it, it could have contended. Yeah, I mean, Fresh Prince to me was, you know, of the tier two. A lot of it is like what was on when you came home and what channel did you watch yeah, when you came home very from school. Enjoyable. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a historical show. I mean, obviously it launched uh, Will Smith. Archer, are you not an Archer guy? It launched Jaden Smith. Uh, no, I've never seen an episode of Archer. Oh, that surprises me. I mean, I think you would like Archer a lot. John Benjamin, I mean, the whole cast is phenomenal, but John Benjamin is just extraordinarily dry, really smart humor. I think it, people are thrown off by the fact that it's a cartoon, yeah. that it's animated. But, you know, it's it's very similar. Look, it has the mom from Arrested Development, of course. Archer's a really, really smart show, a really entertaining show. I'm not saying you have to watch it, but I'm telling you that you would enjoy it if you watched it. But, okay. it's, you know, it's not, it's not a must-watch. If, if uh, the day call- ever becomes 30 hours, I'll probably just sleep six more hours, but <laughs> maybe like 32 hours I'll add yeah. Archer to the list. At 43, I have Better Call Saul. That's not on your list? Uh, it's not on my list because I'm not up to date on it. Yeah, and, and you're a little bit behind on Breaking Bad. I'll say this. Better Call Saul. Season 2 was worse than Season 1. I'm not I thought behind it, on Breaking Bad. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying you you rank it lower than everybody else. Oh, yeah, but uh, I and like so, Better Call Saul. I just haven't watched Season 2. Yeah. Uh, you know, the issue with Better Call Saul is that the main storyline, which <laughs> is is so much worse than the secondary storyline. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a problem that they have because they decided to make – the the you know the prequel about a character and it's very clear that the other character who they just mentioned sometimes everybody likes way more so they're starting to bring him in more also some of the drama is missing because you know all the characters you know that no real danger can come to them because we know that they appear you know sure. well that's why they make it more comedic also yeah but it's not honestly it's it's less funny than the funny parts of Breaking Bad honestly okay. so I'm a little bit down on it but look I have it at 43 so I'm not that far down I've workaholics at 42 uh, that's another show that yeah, you speaking watch. of, uh, I have to I have to plug Hollywood Handbook every time I get uh, Sean from uh, from Hollywood Handbook wrote on workaholics yeah work- workaholics is another really smart show it's almost like a broad city for guys I think uh, obviously it doesn't take place in New York so that's less accessible to me but it's you know sort of three sort of nebuchadnezzar loser guys out of college bad job they think that they're great with girls but of course they're terrible when they sort of you know get drunk and get high all the time but they get into shenanigans very funny show um, I would definitely recommend that what as channel well. is it on it's on Comedy Central 
Okay. You mentioned I'm an HBO guy. Also, any show on Comedy Central, I will watch. I will give Comedy Central just about any show. I'll give it a chance. Frasier. Frasier's not on your list, right? Nah, I wasn't a fan. Well, obviously, the critics overrated Frasier. It would you know, be Seinfeld every single year. Yeah, it was ludicrously overrated. Yeah. I mean, but, but, I, you so, couldn't pay someone to watch an episode of Frasier. And the problem with Frasier is sort of the, the joke on Frasier also became the reality in that it's seen as like a snooty elitist show, which is so dumb because that's the joke on the show. It's not actually the case. It's no more elitist than any other dumb NBC sitcom. It's entertaining, and I, I can still rewatch an episode of Frasier, and I'll enjoy it. Uh, that 70s show we discussed, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have that 70 show okay. ring. So, so here's one we haven't discussed yet, and it hasn't really been on TV yet, so I'm kind of cheating here, but it's high It hasn't been on TV yet, so is it a book? No, so High Maintenance, it was, a, it, was, it was a series of online videos, and then it got picked up by Vimeo, which is sort of, you know, one of these networks that nobody pays attention to, like some online video website, but now it's debuting on HBO next month. So look, we, we, we count other shows that are, not, that are only online, like Netflix So you're counting the web shows. series as in your rankings? Well, but we count a bunch of everything on Netflix and Hulu and Crackle and okay. All, what, what but are you ranking the yet to come HBO series or the old? No, no, no I'm, ra- I'm ranking it based on what it's shown so far. I'm just saying it will be coming to HBO, so we'll be getting a much higher profile. Is it the same? Month. Is it the same show, or are they filming it's, new it's ones ex- for HBO? It's exact. Oh well, it, it, yeah, they're, they're starting a new season for HBO next month. An interesting question you just asked is: Will all the old ones be available on HBO Go? And I don't. Know, I did not I know, ask I that question. Oh, I thought that's what you were asking. Uh, are you uh, familiar no, with High Maintenance? No, I've never heard of it. All right, so High Maintenance is... It, is it, it janitors that smoke pot? Please say yes. No, but it's, it's really well done. The guy, it's, it's a husband and wife team. It started with like these six-minute videos online, and then it slowly got into larger, and then there's like themes from episode to episode. The, it's very, very well done. I would encourage you to find it online and watch just some of, some of the early ones. It's centered around a guy, doesn't have a name, and he's a pot dealer in New York City. And for those who've ever, ever interacted with the pot dealer, he's like a very typical pot dealer, smiley, nice guy. In every episode, he's delivering pot to one of his customers somewhere in the city. And so every episode has a, has a completely new cast. And within six minutes or 10 minutes or 12 minutes, you really get to know the lives of these people. It's, it's just – it's so well done because it's so rich considering how short each episode is. So he'll deliver to an old lady who has cancer or he'll deliver to a teenager who's hiding in the back room during her family's Seder on Passover or he'll deliver to a couple who's fighting or he'll deliver to – you know, it's, it's rich people, poor people, black people, white people. It really runs the gamut. And it, every episode is completely different. Every, it, some of them are really incredibly funny. Most They're all very funny. Some of them are very sad, poignant. Every episode is different, and it's a really, really good show. So I have it at 37 because it's not really – you know, it hasn't had – it's not like a half-hour TV show yet, but I'm a big fan of High Maintenance, so I'd recommend that. At now you're recommending shows that don't even exist yet. No, it does exist. It's been on for like four or five years. I'm just saying it hasn't how, are, been on. Well, how are people going to watch it on HBO – and not miss like what's going on if they missed four seasons of the show. Two things. First of all, as I said, every episode is completely independent. There's no connection between each one, so you you don't need to watch. Is it different actors? Episodes. Other than the main guy, yes. Okay. In fact, I was I was reading an article in the New York Times a couple of years ago about how it was like the most popular show among New York City actors because of the fact that every week they were recruiting a completely new group of people. So so many actors. It's like a show that really like brings in a lot of new actors and gives them like you know TV time. So, but that's what I was saying before in terms of catching up on the back episodes. I don't know if they'll be available on HBO or if you can just find them, you know, where you can already find them. Okay. So that's, that's high maintenance. At 34, I have Shark Tank. You know, it's a competition show. Everybody's familiar with Shark Tank. It's always entertaining, right? Yeah. I can't really argue with Shark Tank. 33, I have Billions. It's only been one season, but I was third. There's, I don't have John Adams on this list because it it was, you know, miniseries. 
But there's nothing that Giamatti will do. Him and Philip Seymour Hoffman, to me, are like the best character actors. There's nothing he'll do that I won't enjoy. It's really great. It's got a great. Well, what do you say? Him cast. and who are the best character actors working? Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's dead. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you know, in the past, he's 10, not working. Years, Okay, who have worked in the past 10, 15 years? He's still working because I rewatch stuff all the time. I watched Big Lebowski last week. Oh my god. He's working for me. It's real to me, damn it. All right. Oh boy. I'm sorry. Unlike you, you watch something once and then never watch it ever again, which is how you get all these absurd shows in your top 10. So it's a little high for billions after one season, but I got confidence there. And number 32, I have another HBO classic The Life and Times of Tim. Are you familiar with this show? I've, I've heard of it. That's it. Yeah, so Life and Times of Tim was a very minimally animated show on HBO, probably around 2009, 2010. It only had maybe three seasons. It had a great cast of like comedians, like random people like Nick Kroll were on it, and just tons of comedians you know. Each episode is 15 minutes, and so each episode that you watch is actually half an hour, but it's two completely different 15-minute stories. And again, it's just it's the life of sort of a, a Nebuchy 20-something guy in New York City struggling you know, with his girlfriend and, and with his job, and very entertaining. It's a good show, Life and Times of Tim. And again, they're 15 minutes. You can pound them out easily. All right, at number 23, we have Party Down. I already mentioned Party Down. So don't need to say too much more, but it's in 23. It's almost a Hall of Fame show. It just didn't last long enough. And, it, and there's nobody I know who wouldn't enjoy an episode of Party Down. I'll put it that way. Right. Did they pay you to plug this? No, it's just a fantastic show. And by, <laughs> when we were recording earlier, my nanny was in the room, and so I didn't want to say this. But now that I'm in a room without my nanny, I can say every episode's amazing. But probably the best episode to start with is the Porn Awards episode. Okay. The idea behind the show is it's a group of failed actors in Hollywood who are all caterers in Hollywood. And so every episode, they're catering a different event. So all the peripheral characters are completely different. So in one of these events, they are catering the, like the, the adult video awards. And so you know the episode is definitely rated R, but is uh, very, very, very funny. Everybody should watch one episode of Party Down. If you, don't, if you watch an episode of Party Down and don't enjoy it, I will pay you how much? What should I offer our listeners? Uh, you'll buy them a car. <laughs> what is wrong with you? We'll buy them a Cadillac. Uh, no, I, I will say, no, I'm being completely sincere here. Why are you stealing listener, my bit? No, I'm, I'm doubling down on your bit. If any listener, I'm being completely sincere, if any listener watches an episode of Party Down and So they have to have like not it, seen it at this point, right? Yeah. Tweet at me that you tried an episode, you didn't like it, tell me which episode it is, and I will send you on PayPal $1. Oh my god! Because 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 I feel bad for you if you if you don't like an episode, you know you need you need you have a sad I, life. I can't and you're stealing dollar. my terrible bit. All right. Do you have Fargo on your list? No, because I only watched season one. You really okay. should re-listen to. Uh, don't you edit these shows? Oh yeah, Fargo was in the last one. All right. Okay, fine. Oh, Fargo so was. Now, so, yeah, Fargo was. On, it was fifty nine, but I haven't seen yeah, season yeah, okay. two. Okay. All right. So now we're gonna get to show number twenty, which is the last show I have not in the Hall of Fame. It's really on the precipice. It probably should be in the Hall of Fame. The only reason it's not is because it was only three seasons and it was canceled. Yeah. Can I ask you a question first? Yeah. Why are we spending so much time on your list? <laughs> we got 30 uh, listeners list to go through next. No worry. All right. So this is Deadwood. Akiva, you have not seen Deadwood? Yeah. De- see, you're just asking me. Oh. So I have Deadwood at 20. I have Boardwalk at 19. Larry Sanders Show at 18. Bored to Death at 17. Arrested Development at 16. The Office at 15. Friends at 14. SNL at 13. 30 Rock at 12. Mm-hmm. And then I have Mad Men. We haven't discussed Mad Men yet, right? Oh, we talked about it a little, I think. All right. So I have Mad Men at number 11. Cool Where story. Do you have Mad Men again? Oh, you never watched Mad Men, right? No, I stopped in season two. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So I have Mad Men at 11. I definitely think that it's overrated by certain people. It's a, it's a significant tier below the top, top dramas. And frankly, the only reason I have Mad Men higher than shows 
like Fargo or Deadwood or Boardwalk Empire is because of, well, two factors. Number one, because it lasted longer. And number two, because whether we want to admit it or not, and again, we'll discuss this when we get to The Sopranos, when you watch a show that not everybody else is watching, you can't enjoy it as much because you don't have all the surrounding cultural things. You can't talk to people at work about it or at you know at a, at, at a party about it. You can't you know listen to podcasts about it and read articles about it. And so Mad Men did have all of that. And so it wasn't just watching it for an hour on Sunday, but there was a whole cultural ability to enjoy it that some of those other shows don't have. So even though I think The Deadwood is a better show than Mad Men in many ways, I have Mad Men a little bit higher for that reason. So that's okay. the rest of my list up to 11. Mm-hmm. And I think what we should do, because this is going to be like over two hours, this podcast, I think we should call it quits here. We'll do Forever? the top should we, 10. Should we stop the podcast because we have different yeah, we top will 10? Never, how, what if we never told people our top 10? I don't think people, I think everyone's life would be fine. <laughs> yeah. So again, we want to say thank you to everybody who's submitted a list. If you're still listening, you're going to get a shout out. A.B. Sutton, Michael Clark, Jim Crumble, No, Greg stop. Yeah, stop. No, you're no, not doing pe- that. No, no because we're going to go over the, the list time. next time. Stop it. Wait, we're not going through everybody now? No, what? Oh, you want to go but, through everyone's list now? No, I'm saying you have to give everybody a shout out. Like they s- spent the time to make this list. You have to shout out to them on the well, podcast. Well, I'm going to go. I have a note on every single person's list. Anyone who sent a list, I made a note. I, I have a note. At least anyone who sent more than 10. All right. So what we're going to do next time, next week, is we will get into our top 10, the all-time top 10 graded shows. My list, Akiva's list, your lists. As we we're not going to read everyone, every one of everyone's list, just in case they're scared. We will post them online so people can compare lists and look at the averages and see where different shows are. I'll probably post it as a Google document or something like that, and then I'll tweet out the link. But yeah, so we've had about 30 people submit lists so far. If you still want to send us a list, we are still tabulating our top 10 all-time shows. So send us a list, even if it's only 10. You know, it's, if it, you want to send all 100, that's great. I feel like, I feel bare, like it'll be tainted now. Huh? Now that they know our top 10, I feel like it's tainted. Well, they don't know our top 10. Well, they could probably intuit like eight or nine at least of the top 10. Yeah, by process of elimination. Yeah, well, but uh, the top 10 shouldn't be a huge surprise. It shouldn't be. <laughs> like, I have coupling and, and episodes on my top. I mean, I don't know. You would do something like that. But anyway, so yeah. So send us your list if you haven't done so yet. You can tweet it at me, I'm Chester 99 or Akiva, he's Kiev 26 that's if you want to sort of just tweet at us a top 10. If you're going to send us a top 100, probably best to email it to us. Either DM us our email addresses or just uh, spell out our full names, and you should figure it out that way. Akiva, anything else? No, I think uh, – how long was this podcast? Very long. Yeah, I don't know, because we've recorded in different pieces, so, okay, and i got to yeah. do a lot this of editing. It's taken a very long time. The reason, real reason we're finishing is because we basically ran out of time in the day yeah. to do this. It's been, um, it's been a long day. We want to build up uh, suspense one more week for the top 10. You know what show I really wanted to have on the list? But yeah. I just didn't have room for Say it It's like you know whatever I'm Victoria Cash Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline If you feel like you do the same thing every day Press 1 If you're ready to have some serious fun For the chance to redeem some serious prizes Press 2 We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.